Blog Talk Radio. For so many years, games like this defined the Miami Hurricanes. Games against teams like Notre Dame and Oklahoma. Games that were the seeds that sprouted the brand that became to be known all around the world as the U. We won't get over dramatic. The Nebraska Cornhusker team that sits before the Miami Hurricanes on this week's schedule can't compare in any way right now to some of those iconic foes in Miami Hurricane history. But let's not also minimize the significance of this game for these 2014 Canes either. A team that needs to prove that it can simply compete with somebody who is any good at all and then maybe even prevail with a victory. Let's not minimize what it means for Al Golden, under the gun now in year four, to begin proving that he can get his job done as well on the football field as he does when the pads and whistles are packed away. The meat of the AC schedule awaits Miami, and that is what matters most in this season built around a goal of playing for an ACC title for the first time. But this week, things are all about getting on a plane and flying to the heartland of America and walking off that plane with the passion and the fortitude that it will take to, win or lose, feel good about themselves in the wee hours of Sunday morning as they fly home and get ready for that colossal game against, yes, Duke, the team that embarrassed them last year and went on to play for the ACC title. And this game is about an ANSI fan base waiting to see how the Canes show up. The season opening loss at Louisville did not resonate well in the Canes nation. It splintered the fan base, leaving those willing to be patient on one side and those not so patient on the other. That will be one full point of our attention tonight as Miami prepares to play a game that very few people think that it can win. We even expect a call later tonight from one fan who has kick-started a Fire Al Golden campaign on Twitter and has raised donations to fly an airplane banner over Sun Life Stadium on FSU game day of all days, which has drawn the ire of several fellow Canes fans. We hope to give the fans a chance to debate it out with him this evening. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and welcome to the fastest two hours in Hurricane Sports. As always, this is your show, and it's going to be driven by your participation. We have 50 open phone lines, so there's plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. The call-in number is 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. As always, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to provide some of the topics and questions to be addressed on tonight's show. Here is what they came up with. How can Miami beat Nebraska this weekend? Well, I'll give you some starters. How about shutting down the run and don't allow the big play over the top on defense? You have to run the ball effectively, but you can't get too conservative on offense the way they did at Louisville. They have to be aggressive, and they have to take shots at big plays. Here are some other topics for tonight. Positive signs early on the defense, but will this team be fierce or passive? for the remainder of the season on defense. Between injured kickers and non-existent kick coverage, is the special teams unit the biggest liability to the team right now? Or have those problems been fixed or in the process of being fixed this week on the practice field? 
I can tell you this. The Hurricanes are working extremely hard on special teams. Al Golden has taken personally how poor the coverage teams have been so far this year. You're going to see more starters out there on kickoff coverage than you've seen the first few weeks of the season. Miami's determined to shore up that part of its game. Moving on with Nebraska, expected to bring major pressure. How will Brad Kaya respond? And what will Miami do to make sure that he has time to operate? Are there concerns about the secondary? What the heck is up with Tracy Howard and how poorly he's been playing so far this year? Shouldn't Jamal Carter and Deion Bush be playing more at safety as opposed to sharing reps with Dallas Crawford and Fentress? I will say this. Dallas Crawford is playing phenomenal football. Very hard to keep him off the field. So are Carter and Bush. I think there's room for all three. How is Michael Weiss progressing? And will Jelani Hamilton get any quality, quality minutes in Lincoln? Boy, those two look like they're on the back burner right now, don't they? And what's the latest with the coaches on the field? You remember Art Kehoe was in the press box for a very rare time up at Louisville when it seemed like he needed to be on the field helping the offensive linemen adjust to what was going on. Kehoe has been back on the field the last two games, as has offensive coordinator James Coley. Look for both of them to stay on the field the rest of the season. More questions. Isn't it about coaching right now, entering the Nebraska game? Good game plans, good game preparation, high energy level? Um, isn't this a critical time for the coaching staff to show progress, win or lose? And how many progress games does this staff get from the fans? That's something that we're going to talk about tonight, as well as, like I said, we expect to be joined by Danny Vasquez, the fan who gained fame over the last two weeks by starting a fundraising campaign to fly an anti-Al Golden banner above Sun Life Stadium on FSU game day. Uh, we'll get his explanation for that. We'll, we'll have him explain to everybody why he's so frustrated. And for those that don't approve of what he's doing and don't like the way that he's representing the fan base, you will have an opportunity in a productive, non-antagonistic way to express your thoughts to Danny Vasquez and explain to him why you think he should reconsider what he's doing. So it should be an action-packed show, as always. Um, once again, uh, this evening, the phone number is 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. Let's start out tonight in the 757, where you are... Hopefully hey, in a moment, how you doing this show? How you doing this evening, sir? Doing good. How you doing tonight? I'm doing fine, sir. I just wanted to do a couple of things and say a couple of things. Um, I was wondering about Weiss. How is he progressing? Because I haven't really seen him too much on the field. Well... I mean, I'll answer that very simply. They didn't give him a rep last week. <laughs> so that, that tells I you. What, I didn't think that, I saw him. Yeah, that tells you what the coaches think about how he's doing. And, uh, you know, it's a surprise. I mean, there was obviously so much hope for this kid in the offseason. Everybody thought he was going to be the savior of defensive line problems on this team. And as it's turned out, now you're a quarter of the way through the season, and he's not even really playing. I tell you, boy, that's some rough stuff there. But, um,. For the Nebraska game, I just hope we show up, man. I just hope they have intensity. You know, I'm an old school. I'm, you know, back in the 80s chain. I'm looking for that extra amp. You know, in Louisville, they just didn't have that extra amp. You know, didn't have that extra, didn't have that extra step that they needed to get over the top. You know, we haven't seen it in a while. You know, you're going to Nebraska. Nobody thinks we're going to win. You know, they got a great running back. We got a great running back. Everybody has great fun on both sides of the ball. So who's going to bring the intensity? Like you said, hopefully they're preparing themselves to go in there 
and do what the Canaan Nation wants. If we get a good win, that's good for gold. If we lose, that's even worse for gold. And then on top of that, like you said, to get ready for the ACC gauntlet, really? No, we can't get in bad like we did last year. Like you said, that was just totally non-acceptable. But, hey, it is what it is, and hopefully things will get better. And like you said, the defense has progress. Is it going to hold up for the next 10 games? Well, so here's my question point. for the night that I want to ask you and a lot of other people that, that call. Yes, sir. What, what's realistic expectation for the, for the fans? I mean, you know, this is a game, for example, on Saturday that I haven't seen one person anywhere that's not a Miami fan that thinks that Miami can win this game. And if you look at the evidence and the way that Miami has played in these ball games over the last few years, I mean, it all adds up really to a blowout by Nebraska. I mean, Miami has not done well against quality opponents on the road. They've lost every game by 18 points or more. Um, yeah, that's true. So, so my question is, and, and you and I both know that if they don't play well on Saturday, there's going to be another meltdown amongst the fan base. And you know what? What I want to know is how do you balance that? You know, by by, is it a realistic expectation right now well, to, to go well, to that's Nebraska? True. And, say, well, go ahead. That's true. One of my friends told me he said, "Kim, I'm not worried about the Nebraska game." I said, "Why? This is a big game. They need this game." He said, no, I'm worried about the ACC. I said, I understand that, but if you get select and then come home and play Duke, who's saying you're really going to be up? You need to be up for Duke because Duke already showed you we will beat you with Duke or without Duke Johnson. Last year, Duke didn't play. Year before last, Duke Johnson played in Carolina, and, I mean, the score went back and forth, but we almost lost to him then. It's a very important game. How do we balance, Gary? I don't know how it's balanced, but like you said, the fan base, okay, I put it to you like, if we lose 21 17, it depends on how we lose, the fan base can't really trip. But like you said, if Nebraska come out here and spank the Willie off us, oh, man, it's going to be a terrible week to be anybody on that coaching staff, sir. Yeah, it's a, it's a big game for public perception, I think. In the scope of the season, maybe not so massive, but in, in, the, in the scope of public perception and how people feel mm-hmm. about this football program and how they feel about the coaches and everything else, I agree with you. I think it's a huge game. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about tonight? Oh, yeah, just one more thing, and uh, you can leave me on hold. I just want to say I hope Kevin Olsen really gets help. I know he's not with us no more. It's a shame what has happened to him. But, hey, I hope the young man gets help because that's what he needs, some treats and some guys. Thank you, Dan. Keep me on hold. See you next Tuesday. All right. Well, you know, um, it does look like uh, Kevin Olsen is going to get some intervention. Um, It was just decided today that he will no longer be a student at the University of Miami. He's been removed from the football program. Uh, from what I understand, he's, he's going to leave school and, and probably go back home to North Carolina with his family, try to get himself together, maybe get some counseling, uh, those types of things, and then probably look at maybe in the spring or next fall transferring to another school and get a fresh start and, and try to get his life headed in the right direction. And um, no question, one of the sadder, um, situations in, in recent years, be, you know, largely because of his of his brother and the ties program and the family and, and, and all that. Um, but there were warning signs before Kevin Olson ever even arrived on the Miami campus. When a kid is driving into trees in, at home within a few weeks before he's scheduled to go become a quarterback at the University of Miami. Um, somebody should should have intervened then. It never should have gotten to this. And um, 
really not a surprise if you look at it from that standpoint that it did con- continue to snowball here over the next you know year plus and um it's good now that Kevin Olsen can go kind of hit the reset button uh, get some help back home and then continue his life uh with a fresh start all right let's go out to the 202 now where you are now live on Kane Sport Live how you doing tonight What's up, Gary? This is Kwame from uh, Brooklyn. How are you? Hey, how are you, Kwame? What you got for us tonight? Uh, two things. Uh, you know, first on the uh, Arkansas State game, if they had, if Coley had to open up the playbook like he did this past Saturday at the start in Louisville, I think we may be feeling differently about this coaching staff, even if we had a loss. I think the the lack of uh, imagination in that first game and the predictability of the offense are really, really uh, left a sour taste in a lot of, you know, our mouths. And I, I, I was sort of um, – I was a prideful Kane fan and watching sort of Brad Kaya grow up before our eyes. Now, granted, it's against Arkansas State and their Sun Belt team, but you can see the game starting to slow down for him. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I totally agree with everything you just said, and um, a total problem with the Louisville game, it, it just the, the, the way it, it was approached, the lack of a sense of urgency, um, the lack of aggressiveness uh, uh, and, and attacking and, and, and those types of things created such a horrible public perception of what was going on in the program, and I think that's what everybody was reacting to. You know, that, that's why this Danny Vasquez – started talking about flying a plane over the stadium, why he's raising money and people are contributing, um, not, not approving or disapproving of what he's doing. That's not my place in the world. Um, that's for you guys to judge. But, um, you know, that's how this whole thing, you know, got, got born. And, and I think it, it is very important that no matter what on Saturday, that this football team stays aggressive. I'm going to give you a stat. In, in the Louisville game, playing the way they played, and, and I think that this is one of the most key offensive stats of all is, is um, yards per play. And in the Louisville game, they were at about 4.3. And last year, it was actually 4.35. Last year, they averaged in the, in the regular season 6.8 yards a play for the whole season, which is not bad. Um, you know, your teams playing for the national championship, for example, are usually in the 7 to 8 range. Um, for example, Florida State last year, um, was at 7.7, 7, uh, which was really, really good. Alabama last year was at 7.1 for their season. Auburn was at 6.9. So Miami at 6.8 last year on offense really was not that bad. Well, they were 4.35 at Louisville per play, which just shows you how conservative and, and, and non-imaginative um, the play sheet that they gave Brad Kaya was. And conversely, against Arkansas State, they were at around 8 yards per play because they went down the field and they created some big plays and that allowed them um, to have an off the charts offensive night. So I agree with you win or lose on Saturday. It is important for this football team as a whole that the offense stays aggressive because that's their brand of football. That's when they're successful. That is very true. And and I think for Kane's fans, you know, who are reminiscing about last year uh, with Duke, uh, uh, you know, the next team on the schedule, uh, and now Nebraska uh, facing us this Saturday. I think we're forgetting the fact that, you know, Gus Edwards had a full camp this time around and looks much better. And, I mean, he looks – he has some wiggle in that hole now that he didn't have last year. 
Uh, I also think having that third auxiliary back in Joe Yerby is going to help dispel Duke and not allow him to get pounded too much. And, look, we already know we have Ferraris at the receiver position. Uh, if this kid, Kaya, is what I think he's going to be, if he can play up to the level of Jared Goff last year at Cal, I think we'll be in the ACC championship. Uh, but let me get to a question because I, I'm a big, you know, hunk on recruiting. Um, this kid out of California, Rasheen Green, who keeps, you know, saying nice things about Miami, has he really set an official visit yet? He says he has, some, yeah. And who are some of the sleepers this year uh, that, you know, us Canes fans, you know, should look out for as far as uh, recruits? I know, you know, 2013's class we had uh, – Stacey Coley, which is just shocker to us, because everybody thought he was going to Florida State. Um, it, it's and it's so, too early for me to give you sleepers. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, you're sitting here in September. You know, recruiting's kind of in a holding pattern right now because the season's on. Your class is is you know three quarters full, and you know obviously they're waiting on certain kids. You know, like the Tim Irvins of the world, and. Um, still not giving up on kids like Burgess Becker and Ridley and, and those types of kids. So it, it's too early for me to start giving you um, sleepers right now. Um, but the kid from California, he is definitely saying that he's going to visit Miami. Um, obviously, the Hurricanes have gotten players from California before. Having Brad Kaya here doing so well from being out there obviously gets a lot of attention on the West Coast. Um, but to think it's it's a five-star kid from that state is going to end up at Miami. Probably a little bit of a long shot, uh, but he is mm-hmm. saying he's going to. He is saying he's going to visit. My last question before I sign off, and you can uh, put me on hold when I do. This kid, uh, Clarence, and out of Booker T. Um, I'm wondering if he's not better staying off at a defensive end versus at tight end. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not. You know. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big fan there. Um, I don't. I don't think Please, they should. Give me your logic on this because I see Tom Luganville. That's his number one rated. Uh, you know, H back as far as you know, tight ends are concerned. Um, what's your reservations I, about? I don't like the way he's conducted his business. I don't like all the switching of schools, all the wishy washiness, and, and 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 everything else. And at the end of the day, you know, I don't know. You know, I just, I, I think that they're at the point now with this program that they need to be evaluating a lot of these intangibles with the kids that they're taking. You can't afford to keep having kids come in recruiting classes and not sticking and, and, and making it and, and, and then disappearing into the night. And, you know, Clarington's just one that just, you know, for whatever reason, as I've watched him do his thing, it's it just hasn't hasn't hit me right, and uh, it's just an opinion, and you know take it take it for what it's worth. Thanks, Gary. Uh, what's your prediction on on Saturday? No prediction at all. No prediction. No predi- You're in the prediction. No. You got to be in the prediction business, Gary. Listen, I, I'm what not making doing? any. I'm not making any predictions. I mean, it, when I looked at this schedule before the season started, um, this was a game I circled that I thought was going to be a very very tough out, and you know, I think anybody that starts making wild predictions of victories is is not necessarily living in reality. I, I think that going to Nebraska for a night game on the road um, is is with a football team that's not 
100% on top of its game yet is going to be a really tough challenge for this team. Um, obviously, I, I'm wishing them the best. I'm hoping that they show up in this game much more solid and better than they have the last few years when they've played all these games. Remember now, every game they've played the last few years, they've lost by 18 points or more. So, and, that, start, and, that, and that's the problem, Gary. I mean, let's, let's, I, I, I like Al Golden. victory would be stupid. I'm not asking you for victory, but I'm just saying I like Al Golden. At the end of the day, this is his fourth year. You have to measure some results. When, and when it comes to teams that are in the top 25, it's horrible. Say, say that Florida game, which, you know, they all we, we, they were 4-8 last year, so it really, you know, it, it, you, you can take that with a grain of salt. He doesn't do well against top-notch competition. Well, I think, you know, you're echoing the sentiments of a lot of people listening and a lot of people out there. And, um, you know, it is year four now. And for several a few seasons now, we've talked about, is it fair to judge? Is it fair to judge? Um, you know, my opinion has always been no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. You know, year four, now it's fair to judge. I mean, you have to start judging at some point. You know, what are you going to do Wait for year five, year six, year seven? You're always going to have an excuse. I mean, there's always going to be something wrong. I mean, you know, next year you've got to rebuild the, the offensive line. You've got to replace Denzel Perriman on defense. Your linebacker core is incredibly thin. So, you know, you're always going to have positions that are weak on your roster, and you're always going to have reasons um, to say why a team can't, compete for a national championship or whatever. You have to start judging judging now. And I also would agree that it's time to step up the game a little bit against these good teams. It starts on Saturday night, win or lose. Thank you, Gary. You can do it. All righty, man. Thanks for calling. Give us a shout next week. All right, 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. Let's go out to the 754, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? What's happening, Gary? How you feeling? It's Jerome. Hey, what's up, Jerome? I'm feeling good. I am really oh, feeling. That's great. I'm, I'm feeling darn good. Hey, that's good. That's good. Hey, hey, Gary. You know something? Uh, uh the offensive line play. You know, I, I, I look at uh, Shane McDermott. He's, uh, he hasn't held up very well, Gary. It seemed like his best season in 2012. He was, he was pretty good. You know the last, you know, and he played with a, uh, I think it was a torn labrum or something, something like that. And then last season didn't quite live up to the, the expectation. And this season I'm, I'm seeing him getting beat on blocker. Gary, is he just a banged up fellow that just can't quite uh, get over? I mean, he's playing hurt. I admire the, the toughness, but Gary, it, it, it's costing us some plays out there as far as. Uh, on passing plays or some running plays, he seemed to get a little over, he get overpowered, and and uh, I wonder what was your observation of that. I agree with you. I don't have an explanation for it. Um, the the one thing that I will say is that I'm not sure that this football team as a whole is as tough and physical as it needs to be, and yeah. I, I think the offensive line in particular has not been and. McDermott, like you said, should be one of the top, you know, certainly two or three linemen on the team without question. And, yeah. and you know, right now you've got guys like Taylor Gadbois, the last two games, who's graded out higher than any of the linemen, including Eric Flowers. You know, I yeah. personally yeah. think it's an inten- it's an intensity thing, um, it's a toughness thing, and and you know, I, I think that these guys need to find some way. Uh, to just 
play tougher, and, and that will yeah. be the difference for them. And you know something, Gary? I, I would say uh, James Coley, his uh, game plan or his, uh, offensive play call, he he got to be uh, come out with an attacking game plan. We, you know, that's, uh, you know, to, to hit the big plays, Gary. Because I I I still, you know, Nebraska's good, and they more likely they probably will beat us. But Gary, I keep that uh McNeese State game just to me shows some. Some holes in their defenses. I mean, or, or you know, even on their offense, it showed me that you know that uh, maybe I don't know if they took that game so lightly or what. But uh, well, you know, I, you know they did. I mean, come on, you know they took the game lightly. But you know, of course, the you know Nebraska has some spots that can be exploited, and I think you're absolutely right. James Coley is a coach and a good coordinator when he's aggressive and and when he when he lets that swag in his personality come to the forefront and you know they didn't do that at Louisville they played scared at Louisville and that's why they didn't have success and exactly. you know i i think Coley would love to have an up tempo offense kind of like what you saw against Arkansas State but with the defense on this team being where it is right now um, I don't think that they can afford for that to happen. I mean, God, the, the, the Arkansas State, I think, ran 89 plays last week with the offense huddling up. Imagine if the Miami offense was going up-tempo. They might have gotten over 100 plays in that game, and that's just yeah. way too many for you know for a defense to be on the field. So the, the, the makeup of the team right now doesn't allow for up-tempo offense, but I don't think that means that you can't be aggressive, you can't take shots down the field, uh, you're going to have to live with some mistakes that Brad Ty is going to make. He's not going to be perfect. Right. You're going to have some bad plays, and you have to be willing to live with those and, and move on from them. But you know, right now, I don't think that this offensive line and offense as a whole with a freshman quarterback is good enough to put enough points on the board without big plays, and that's why they have to go for them. Exactly. And you know something, Gary, you were talking about uh, Michael White. Uh, with that conditioning factor that 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 he's uh, pretty much uh, in right now, the, the phase I should say, and uh, the way Arkansas State was 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 playing at that rapid pace, that would have really I don't I it, I think it wouldn't wouldn't have been in his best interest to be on the field. You might have seen the kids collapse. Yeah, yeah, because uh, they were caught. You know, played played. They were running threat, and you know he would have really been sucking gas. I mean, air couldn't get off the field and. And just, you know, I, I just think maybe that was one of the concerns of the coaches right there why he didn't get on the field uh, uh, in that play. You, you may see him against a Nebraska who may not play that that, hey. that fast, play no huddle type of thing. We may see him play against Nebraska. But, shame, uh, on, uh, shame on Michael Weish for showing up as out of shape as he did. That's yeah. number one. And, and shame on... Um, I'm even going to say shame on Jethro Franklin for not staying in touch with him over the summer and monitoring what he was doing and making sure that he showed up in, in shape. Because that's your job yeah, exactly. as, as a physician coach is to monitor the kids that are incoming as well. And that was a kid they were counting on to be a big part of this season and a big part of the solution for them in stopping the run up the middle. And you're going to start to find out this Saturday if with Chickalo and Hurtaloo who have done a decent job the first few weeks of the year, how they're going to hold off against a, a, a more physical team um, like Nebraska, which is going to run the ball um, with, with Ab- Abdullah, one of the, the top running backs in the country. So, you know, 
really, Michael Weish has hurt this football team a lot by not being more ready to go. Yeah, I, you, I couldn't agree with you more, Gary. I just, I just felt, I guess I was, I was a little disappointed with the ACC with that, with that little uh, academic clearing that he couldn't, because I thought his, 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 he had to be here in spring alone, like hurt a little way. He can get his legs up under him and stay, you know, that's, that's where, you know, by him being a JC, that's what fans, I know as a fan, I was expecting, and when I, he didn't come in like that, and, you know, uh, at that particular time, and for him to be away, Gary, those kids like that, they balloon, they get it, they, you know, they'll get out of shape, and if you don't have him here, there's no need of getting a JC guy if you can't have him here in January where you can be monitoring him as far as his, his condition, his weight, preparing him, for the upcoming season. I thought that was the biggest collapse right there for him. Uh, totally there totally agree with you. Yeah. Absolutely and another agree thing, with you. Gary, another thing, Gary, I, I, I would say this here, man, I, I appreciate your, what you're doing, man, a great show and everything, man. And uh, I guess, like I say, I, I hope we're able to hit some big plays, you know, early in the game to kind of, kind of get them a little back off or, you know, get them on the heels a little bit. We've got to try to attack in order to get Nebraska on the heel. We can't just let them just pin their ears back. That kid, uh, Kyle, probably won't be able to make it through that game, man, or, you know, without a, an injury. Yep. Those, those guys are very physical, man. Got to go for the big plays to, to get them. Um, hey, thanks, sir. Yeah. We appreciate you being part of the show tonight. Give us a call hey, again yeah, next Can week. you put me on hold and I listen? You got it. All right, let's go out now to the 305, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Gary Schmeier, 55. How are you? Hey, what's up, Schmeier? How are you doing this week? I'm oh, doing all right. feel a little bit better, kind of like what I saw on Saturday. Yeah, it was nice. a little bit better. Yeah, they played better than I anticipated. Um, you know, I still think I... The, same, the same issues, I think, hamper this team. I think the offensive line played better, but... For you know, then to run the ball, they played a little soft. They really didn't establish a major running game. Um, you know, I thought Kaya played obviously much improved. And you know, an Arkansas State team that's normally pretty good from the Sun Belt, I thought they handled them pretty easily. I'm by no means impressed, but I just really didn't like the play call. I mean, some of the some of the play calling. It's like they go for way too extremes. <laughs> they went from that Louisville game, which was a total conservative nightmare to this to Arkansas State where they just were opening up all over the field doing trick plays for no reason instead of really just pounding it down the team's throat one of the two well, they might have been that. giving Nebraska a few things to work on and and you know maybe trying to slow Nebraska down a little bit you know there's the they coach, were un- coach, unsuccessful coaches do that trick plays. <laughs> it didn't matter right. you know the, the coaches do that to send messages to other coaches um the the thing that really struck me about that game was how entertaining it was I loved Arkansas State as an opponent from, for a, you know, a so-called buy-me game. I, th- I thought it was great, way more entertaining than watching FAMU or Bethune uh, come to play the Hurricanes. And uh, They were a pesky team, Arkansas State, and I, I give credit to the coaching staff for having the, the team focused and ready to play. I, I agree. Um, I just so what, do you, to make so a... what do you think about this week? I – how can – I mean – and you made a good point the other day. You said, you know, the perception of everyone except for the Miami fans that have their goggles on are that this is not a good team. And the spread would say Miami's probably not that 
great of a team. You know, it's going to be over seven points. Uh, anyone you speak to other than our little fan base over here just thinks that the Canes are not a good team and it could be a blowout. And <laughs> would I be disappointed if it's a blowout? Uh, absolutely. Do I, do I know Miami has better talent than Nebraska? I know they do. And I want, like I said, I didn't, you know, I have a quick question for you. What, how is, what do you think about this Nebraska team? I watched them play a McNeese State team two weeks ago, watched the game on TV. They looked awful, mediocre, whatever it may be. They didn't seem that great. I didn't watch the Fresno State game. I just saw the box score, but they seemed to get their act together. What, what do you think about this Nebraska team? I think it's a good football team. I think they've got um, a wide receiver um, who is um, – Kenny Bell, who's going to be the the, uh, the top receiver to ever play in their program. I think they've got a big offensive line full of 300-pound-plus guys um, who are experienced and have played some football. Um, I think they've got a, a quarterback who throws the deep ball exceptionally well and, and has, has one of the best arms that you'll see in college football. Um, I think Abdullah is one of the top running backs in the country. So, you know, obviously they can come at you in multiple ways, very much like Miami can. Um, but it's an offense that can put points on the board that really exploded last week against a, a Fresno State team that's, you know, that, that's a little down right now. But nevertheless, you go on the road and put um, all those points up. Uh, you're doing something right. Um, on defense, I think they got a, a pair of NFL quality defensive ends. I think I think this Randy Gregory kid could be a top ten pick in the draft next year, and is and has the potential to give Miami all kinds of problems. I think up the middle, their their tackles are 300 pounds and, and up, um, which which is problematic for an offensive line that's not real tough and and hasn't been performing um, with that type of strength and toughness so far this year. Um, I think they're going to have all they can handle with that interior front of Nebraska. Um, the the rest of their defense, um, I don't know a ton about. Um, I, I think if you're going to attack them, you're going to have to attack the linebackers mm-hmm. and, and, the sec- and the secondary uh, without question. But, th- but this is not a Nebraska team that's a bad team. And, you know, I think it's important, like I said earlier, that from an offensive standpoint, Miami comes out and stays aggressive, um, tries to hit big plays, because that's where I think, you know, maybe um, there's a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a weakness, because, you know, that might not be fair, since I don't um, watch Nebraska every minute of, of, of every week. But from my viewpoint, it looks to me like that's where they're susceptible in in, in in the back uh, seven, so to speak, and Miami is going to need to make some plays down the field. Okay, I agree with you. Now, I just listen, to make before a, I let, a, wait, before I let you go, though, I, I, I want to get your opinion on what we were talking about earlier in the show, you know, realistic expectations of the Canes fan. And, you know, that's something that, you know, I want to see us, you know, kind of get our hands around a little bit tonight, you know, no question the chips are stacked against Miami in this game. Going on the road, night game, Nebraska, more than a touchdown underdog. Haven't beaten a quality of opponent in years. Haven't even been competitive in games against teams like this in years. Losing most of them by three touchdowns or more. What is a realistic expectation for the fan base as it sits here today? And what happens if, my, if things don't go well on Saturday? You, you know, you're going to see an absolute meltdown either equivalent or could be worse if they lose the way that they lost in Louisville. So you would just want to see a team that at least looks competitive. But, I mean, Gary, it's every week, every year, 
we're having the same excuse. It's, and it feels like just every year that the team is – there's always something that it's uh, – you know, they're the coach, the offensive coordinators learning. You know, we have an injury. Everyone has injuries. Every, you know, the same thing every year. And this team should be geared to win. So what happens next year when we are sitting here next year and we're gonna be like, well, Duke Johnson's in the NFL, Denzel Perriman's in the NFL. They're young at this. You know, it's gonna be the same rolling excuses. At some point, you got to get over the hill. Um, I just wanted to make one comparison because I'm still bothered by this one want by starting Kaya week one in Louisville and it will bother me. And I, I just, like I said, that's where kind of Al Golden lost me because I don't, I, I just thought that was unfair to do to the kid, unfair to do to the program, unfair to do to the team. But many years ago you had Ingle Martin as the quarterback of Florida. Chris Leak was slowly as a true freshman was, was put into some spot situations and eventually took over from a bad Ingle Martin. Then you had Chris Leak was the quarterback, and you had Tim Tebow slowly, you know, get into the rhythm and then, you know, would take, you know, a series here and there and would be the starter. I just think I don't like what they, what they did to this guy. And everyone's saying, oh, he's the, you know, the Messiah and all this guy. I mean, this, I mean, you really, I mean, he could be getting, he, he could do a, have a terrible performance at Louisville, I mean, at Nebraska this weekend. And, I mean, you're really teetering with setting this kid back and possibly ruining his career before it could even get started. Because he's going to get hit again well, time will tell. playing Arkansas State. And it's going yeah, to be... Time, and, time's going to tell, hmm. Robert, on that. Uh, you know I agreed with you on opening night. I thought they could have brought him along more slowly, given him a couple series maybe. Um, I, I thought that it made them go into a shell by, by starting him, right. and the, the offensive results uh, certainly show that. I also think that there's a reason why that they're getting Ryan Williams ready this week in earnest. Um, I think they recognize how tough of a spot this game at Nebraska is going to be for Brad Kaya. And, um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to just see how it goes. I mean, he, he's made nice progress, uh, is doing far better, I think, than you could have ever expected a true freshman to do. Could, can you, can you, but you can't take the starting job away from him unless he – No, I don't think close. they will. I don't think they will, but I think that if he's really struggling up there, then you know you, it's not inconceivable that you see Ryan Williams um, in the game this week. You know, we'll see what happens. All right, Robert, let me let that some other people get on. Um, All right, Gary, good speaking to you. Yep. Speak Thanks for soon. being part of the show. Yeah, give us a holler next week. We'll talk about it some more. All right, um, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Um, we're getting the pulse of the Canes fan, and let's go out to the 770, where you're now live on Canes Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Gary, what's going on? Who's this? Steve. Hey, what's up, Steve? Steve in Atlanta, Steve? man. Yes, sir. I'm good. How about, you, how about yourself? Doing good, doing hey, good. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you, Gary, and I, I have some major concerns. I'm, I'm still feeling the same way I felt last week. The Arkansas game did nothing for my confidence in this team. You know, when you look at the offensive line, they're playing a team that we should have been able to just have our way with, running the ball, throwing the ball, you know, but we got to go for big plays. Why Why do you that's say that? Team. Arkansas State's won the Sun Belt, you know, several yeah, years well, ago. That's, the sun, I, that's, that, a quality, that, 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 that's a quality team, you know, for – for that yeah, level I, I of play, that. and those kids play extremely hard. I get that, Gary, but we're we're UM, we're Division One. Hello. 
Arkansas State's Division One. Yeah, but we're 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 like we're supposed to be in a different class here. But you haven't. The, but you have not been I, in a different class for several years. I get that. The key word was supposed to be. So when are we going to get back? That's I keep listening to you. Make you keep saying, "Well, what is the post?" You're not making excuses, but you're asking these questions like we're supposed to tamper down our expectations. Oh, I'm asking. Before. I'm not telling you what your opinion should be. We're getting ready to have a guy on the show, Steve, in, in 20 minutes who's raising money to fly planes over the stadium saying, fire Al Gold. I need to send him some, I need to send him some money. And here's my take on that. If Al Golden wins out to Florida State, maybe we ground the planes. But if they keep playing the way they, they are, he deserves it. They need 10 planes flying over the stadium. Because when do it get ridiculous? When do it get, you know, we get four and five-star offensive linemen a dime a dozen. If we can recruit anything, we get a ton of offensive linemen, and it's the same old thing. This guy ain't panning out. That guy ain't panning out. This guy. It's the coaching, Gary. Look well, at you know, I think, Look at, I look think at Artie you, Burns last you, week. He, you know, I, I think okay. you, guys like Danny Vasquez, yourself, and, and, and obviously others, are on that end of the spectrum and can certainly support your case. Um, and then I think there's others but, that are on the opposite side of the spectrum that, that are that, that say be more patient, do, don't embarrass. The maybe, maybe there is, is no. You know why? You know why? I don't. I, we're getting embarrassed every week. You're not embarrassed, Gary. I, it's not well, my place. I, it's not my place to be embarrassed, Steve. You know, well, I, 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 I have to, stay more, to do my to do my job properly. I need to stay more neutral yeah. than that. Right. I need to. Well, more, I need. I need to be more analytical. I, I can't be as I emotional you. about this as you are. But, I got you. I got but you. do I do I understand why you feel the way you do? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, obviously. I mean, you know, they, they have gotten blown out for several years now by every decent let, team they've played. Let me go over some stuff here. You know, the um, Al Golden. You say he doesn't do well against against any competition. In, any competition. Everybody's talking about big games. We're losing the. We've been losing to some. We've been losing to Virginia. Have you seen Virginia this year? They was terrible last year, but at least this year they're competing. They look like they, their players look like they know what they're doing on the field. They got the yes, same coaches. Yep, you know, they, look at Virginia Tech. They look terrible last year, even though they lost to East Carolina. Now, East Carolina is a good team, but they came back and made it look respectable, and their players, you know, they look like they know what's going on. Our corners, for the last seven, eight, nine years, they cannot find the ball when it's in the air. They wait on receivers to catch the ball. The ball is in the air 10 minutes. Won't nobody break on the ball or move towards the ball. You know, the stuff you see out there is ridiculous. And we talk about these players. What's that? The, the player from um, St. Thomas, Devontae, ha- whatever his name, the Hamilton kid. That kid was wanted by a lot of folks. He chose Miami, and we, we can't figure out a way to get him on the field. Uh, he can't figure out a way. You know, Alan Hearns, what, got – got um, did he get rookie of the um, week last year, last week? Uh, you know what? I didn't see that, but he might have. I mean, he certainly had a great – first game. Central Henderson whooped the Dolphins yesterday. 
What, yeah, what, boy, what, boy, what, didn't he? Well, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, you know, but can't nobody play when they're at, at Miami. We make all kind of excuses and talk about these It is not these kids. It is our system. It's what we're teaching. I can't believe we can't. We're getting all these offensive linemen, and I expect our offensive linemen to be the strength of the team every year, and we can't even run the ball like we're supposed to. Steve, if they don't play well on Saturday night, they're just giving you more fodder for what you're saying. And and I think I think you're right. I think at a certain point, thing is not working. You you need to look at yourself under a microscope and say, what am I doing wrong? You know, I need to approach this differently. And I think that's why this game on Saturday night is huge for the Hurricanes and it's huge for Al Golden from a public perspective. Yeah. Whether they win or lose, Steve, they need to go into Lincoln, Nebraska on Saturday and be competitive. Because we need to stop just Catlin this year. It's not just. Um, the loss against Louisville. This is like four years with how long Al goes have been at three, going on four, and then you go back to Randy Shannon. You know, if we bring him up, if we want to add it up, you know, and run them concurrent because they look the same. It's like nothing has changed. We keep bringing in these coaches that, you know, these projects, and, you know, they're not getting it done. And we, you know, it comes a time when, I don't know what we're going to do, but it's not good. It's not a good feeling on Saturday to watch your team look like this, you know. All right, Steve, anything it's else you want to get in tonight feeling. before we move on? No, uh, um, uh, go ahead and um, leave me on hold. I'm going to keep listening. Appreciate you, you know, letting me talk. Thanks for your you work. Got, you got it. We'll, right. uh, we'll leave you on hold, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again next week. And uh, we're coming to Atlanta in a couple more. Um, to visit your hometown. All right, 646-595-2048, Go out now to the 305, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? What's up, Gary? Johnny O from Burr Road. What you say, Johnny O? What you got this week? <laughs> All right. Um, man, did you, see, uh, did you see Larry Coker and the Roadrunners uh, the other day on TV? Yeah, he's doing a nice job over there, isn't he? Uh, they played the, uh, two weeks ago against the number one offense in the country in Arizona, and they held their own. Well, they held I'm their own. Sure. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm not sure they're really the number one offense in the country. <laughs> yeah, but, Arizona, Arizona, they they were uh, uh, they were at that time. All right. Well, it was the it was the beginning of the season. So, but yeah, but he's, yeah. he's doing he's doing a great job at San Antonio, and uh, you, you know, Larry Coker's a really good man, and you got to be happy for him. Do you do you? I don't, I don't remember why we we fired him. You fired him because he won nine games. <laughs> no, <actually. laughs> oh my god! You, well, no. What you, what you really did was you fired his whole coaching staff because they won nine games, and, and then because you fired the whole coaching staff because they won nine games. I think they won seven the next year, and then you fired him too. And um, obviously, if the University of Miami could rewind the the videotape so to speak um i would certainly make the argument that when that staff won nine games they should have been left alone and and let yeah. them regroup, let them regroup and keep the program together and the results might have been different um yeah. but you know it, it's it's a little bit of an old story now and and miami has not recovered yet from that day when um they fired uh half of larry coker's coaching staff i know i know what do you think about this, um, well, week, Johnny? What you think about about this, this week? Game? Well, well, you know what? 
I think I think the the our team knows what everybody's saying, and and I think it's going to be a dog fight. It's going to remind me. It kind of reminds me of uh, last week, uh, 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 the Kentucky Florida. I want you know, obviously, I was watching the game so I could see Florida lose, and Florida did lose. Did you did you catch that? Did you catch what happened? Uh, what are you talking about? The Florida Florida lost, and the referee didn't see the triple zero, and they didn't call oh, it, on that, and they yeah, ended up winning on that one play. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, it was close. And so, so you know, I'm thinking, uh, you know, a dogfight to the end, another robbery, another car going their way. You know, uh, right, well, who's gonna who's gonna make the last play? You know what I mean? Well, let me ask you the same question I've asked everybody else. Um, what if things don't go well in, at Nebraska? What, what should the reaction of Canes fans be? Um, what would you say is the pulse of the Canes fan right now? Well, you gotta you gotta hold your horses until we beat FSU. You cannot send this guy uh, more money to fly the plane. This guy cannot fly the plane until the FSU game is over. Because if we don't beat Nebraska, you know, we could be, you know, you never know what's going to happen against FSU. You, you just never know. You know, that's our number one rival. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, we didn't anticipate Duke to get his, his Achilles torn last year. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, so, so you know what? You need to, you too early. Talking about. So you say too early to be formulating too any early, real. Too early, too early. I understand that Danny's pissed. I'm pissed. Everybody's pissed. But you gotta wait until FSU. You know, you, you just gotta wait because if we lose to Nebraska and we beat FSU, you know, I, I, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. You know, I'm I'm, I'm just chilling. You know, I, 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 I'll do. I could take that. I could take it. I'll take that well, all day. Gotta I'll go, trade gotta Louisville go, and Nebraska. I'll trade Louisville and Nebraska losses to beat FSU. But gotta gotta go for it Saturday. Can't play scared football, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. Of course, of course. All right, man. Well, hey, give us a call next week, and um, yeah, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, definitely, man. Thanks. Put me on hold. You got it, Johnny. All right. All right. Six six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Doesn't seem to be a lot of support for that airplane. Uh, Steve in Atlanta. Um, you know, he says those of you that listen to this show, be you know, he's a fixture, and uh, you know, he's one of the tougher fans out there. He says, "Fly, baby, fly, fly ten planes." Um, but I think the majority of the fan base is saying way too soon to be formulating those type of opinions. We'll be talking to Danny Vasquez, uh, the guy behind that campaign, a little bit later in the show. Let's go out now to the 678, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? How are you doing tonight, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? This is uh, Alan from Atlanta. Uh, hey, Alan. How are you? I'm doing fine on yourself. Doing good. Um, Look- Looking forward to coming up there in two weeks. What you got tonight? Yes, sir. Um, I, I want to talk about a couple of things. Um, uh, more so about the impact and the magnitude of the Nebraska game. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying it's a, it's a big game for as public perception goes. I tend to think it's more so a big game for as recruiting goes as well. I know it's not playing Florida State or playing Florida, but the the continual thing that's being said by Al Golden as a coach is he can't win the big games. So I think what what, what is UM 
selling these days. Because I don't know. If I'll tell you this. He, uh, cause it, you make the it, argument it, that Al Golden hasn't been in a big game because how can a game be big if the team isn't competitive in the game? Is, I, exactly. I, I, Zach, I get that point. But what I'm saying is what is UM selling to to recruits these days because back in the day it was easy for coaches to go in and say, well, we just sent this guy to the first round or we just sent that guy in the first round and we just played in this BCS bowl game. UM practically sold itself. But now it's not like that. You can't sell kids. You can't sell kids that we got kids that are going in the seventh round and ending up being starters. Kids want to know, can you make me a projected first round? They want to know if you're going to come across, and, and as good as the nicest guys Al Golden is, nobody cares if you're going to run across the field and hug me if I break my leg. I mean, as cold as that sounds, that doesn't matter. What they wanted, these kids are business-minded kids. These are not like the kids back in the day when these were diehard, Miami uh, kids that, you know, that would love the U and all the stuff like that. These kids are about business. And if Nick Saban, no matter how mad of a jerk he might be, he, if he can get me to where I want to be as far as being a pro, that's who I'm going to go with. What does, Nick Sa- what does Al Golden bring to the table that's going to guarantee me that I'm going to develop as a player? I see a lot of kids that are playing at UM right now that were very good high school players had very good ratings coming out of high school, and I don't see the potential being fulfilled. I'm not going to sit up well, here and say it's all the coaching fault. I'm not uh, going to I think say they it's still, all. They still have a lot to sell. I, I mean, it, it's a great university. With, it with is. So that's many, what I'm saying, Golden. So, yeah, they have, so many elements to sell. You, you know, you've got the tradition of the program. You've got some upgraded but facilities. Golden, but, they're, they're, but, 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 but you're Gary, right. Wait, time out. I think I think you're, what your point is, and I think it's a correct point, is that the clock is ticking, and 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 you're running out of street cred in some very critical areas. And yes, that is why th- this game on Saturday night is so important for Miami and so important for Al Golden because of the public perceptions of how they show up in these games. And, and you, I don't necessarily think you can even sell the pass anymore, Gary. Most of these kids that's coming up now were babies when the last time Miami played in the BCS Bowl game or played for a national championship. You're right. And, so, and, and, uh, and Ray Lewis and Michael Irvin aren't playing anymore. I mean, you're yeah, right. And that's the, uh, but, so my whole thing is this. We continue to make the excuses on why this program is not progressing. At the end of the day, this is how I view things. We fired Randy for whatever reason. He wasn't a very good coach. He wasn't doing what we thought was number one, what we thought was getting to back to playing Miami football. He didn't have the experience. We bring in Al Golden, who had the experience of playing that Temple, but we're seeing the same thing. Somebody pointed out on the board today about we're seeing progression in, in the seasons that uh, Al Golden has been here. We saw progression in wins when Randy was here, but the difference is, I believe, is the quality of wins. If you go look at the teams that Al Golden has beaten since he's been here and the combined wins and losses is not very good. And I know people want to talk about how they looked against Arkansas State. That still doesn't give me the confidence that that's going to be the same team that shows up against Nebraska. Even All right, Nebraska, let's, capsul- let's capsulize this thing, though. What is a fair expectation of the Canes fan as we sit here today? I think, for me, I would say 
a nine or a ten win season would be, for me, progressive. And for as the Nebraska game goes, I think you have to win that game. Honestly, I think you have to win that game. I think kids, I think people, fans will realize if you lose to FSU that you're just not at FSU level. But I think you have to win at Nebraska. Okay, you, you came into the, the Louisville game maybe not totally sure on what you had or what, or what to do with Kaya, but it's three games in, you can't continue to play the way you played against Louisville against tougher competition. So I feel like you have to win this game, whether it's a close, whether it was a, whether it was a close loss or blowout. You have to win this game, period. And it's not just for the public perception. It's for the confidence of your team. It's for the confidence of, of yourself and your staff, for your team to believe in your staff. Because when, I mean, let's just be honest. You've only beaten Arkansas State and FAMU. There's nothing to really jump up and down about there. So if you lose the FAM and then you turn around, let's say you turn around and play Duke again, but you it, it's, it's a dogfight game, then you know it's going to be it's still you know it's, it's still nothing's going no nobody's going it's not going it's not going to be any buzz. So it's kind of like you got to go in here and win this game. True freshman quarterback or no true freshman quarterback, you still got to win this game. All right, fair enough. Give us a call next week and let's talk about it. All right, thank you for being a part of the show. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Moving right along, let's go out now to the seven eight six where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Yo, Gary, what's good, man? Who's this? This Mitch, man, from Dade County, man. All right, Mitch, what you got for us tonight? I got, I got, I got a little nugget on recruiting, man. I've been doing a little recruiting myself, man, with this Devontae Davis kid, Booker T, man. Yeah. Gary, and? man. Gary, he's coming. Gary. Yeah, you think plain so? Plain and simple. Gary, I have the man phone number. I tried, I've been trying to call him for the last thirty minutes. He ain't picking up. I don't know if it's a <laughs> violation though. I don't want to don't get commit any NCAA violations. <laughs> I, would, exactly. I, would, I would recommend let the coaches do the recruiting. Okay, Gary, listen. We got to get Paul Williams off of his recruiting trail. The guys do not know what he's doing, period. They need to put Hurley or Coley on this, man. Seriously. Florida State is putting a full, Why do you, why do you say State that? is putting a full press on the man. Okay, Gary. They, Paul Williams is not does not know how to recruit this man. He telling the man he wants him as a safety. Devontae telling him clearly, I want to play corner, coach. I want to play corner. Paul Williams is sticking with this safety crap. The man does not want to play that man. All right, look well, that. And my 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 outtake on the Nebraska game. I think it's gonna be a dog fight, personally. And yes, they have to win the game for us recruiting wise because. They just not winning the big game. Period. Point blank. It's like they get shell shocked whenever they playing opponent on their level or above their level. It's like it's excuse that excuse they get blown out, blown out. That shit got to end here. Period. Nebraska is beatable. Run the ball, play sound defense, take shots downfield. They hurt up all on the defensive side. That's to our advantage. Utilize, capitalize off of. That's all I got what's, to say. What's a, fair ex, what's a fair expectation of the Canes fan right now? 
If they win nine, I'm happy. I think next year is our year, though. But if they win nine, I'm happy. You know, it's just, it just so much going on right now with players getting in trouble, players leaving, suspension. I, I don't know what it is. I just, and another thing, it's like we getting the talent, but we not coaching it up. Talent goes to the NFL and just shines. Sam Shields, Hearns, Henderson. I could just go on and on and on. Well, sometimes kids develop late, too, in fairness. I mean, Sam Shields had a lot of... Uh, very good moments as a Miami Hurricane as a receiver became a defensive back his last year, um, and maybe just it's, maybe it took him a year to develop a, at that position. You know, I mean, in, in fairness to the coaches that were coaching him then, I mean, what you know, Wesley McGriff was a very good coach. You know, Randy Shannon certainly knew how to coach defensive players. Um, he's the one that moved Sam Shields to defense. Um, so I don't know that that one's as fair as as, as some people do. Um, and, you know, Chantrell Henderson was a total train wreck at Miami all four years. Um, it wasn't until somebody started putting money in his pocket, and he, he probably kind of liked it a little bit, that he's yeah, gotten yeah. his act together, and, and, and now he's playing the way he was capable of playing all along. So there's, you know, there's some different circumstances here. There, Alan Hearns caught a lot of balls last year for the Hurricanes, and Stephen Morris had a garbage season. You know, he would have caught more if Stephen Morris had played a little bit better last year. So, you know, I'm not sure all that criticism is fair, but I, you know, I, I feel what you're saying. I, I understand your points, and you know, I, I think it is a polarized fan base right now. I think there is a lot of frustration um, out there. You know, not sure it warrants planning in early September to fly airplanes over the stadium in November. And we're going to talk to Danny Vasquez about that. that that's in a crazy. Hey, Garrett, Garrett, can you please tell him to wait after the game? Do not fly them banners during the game. You know I mean, I think he is, he's, I'm sure he's listening to you right now, so you're telling him. I mean, he is listening to the show, and we're going to bring him on in a minute. But, you know, he's listening to you right now. So, you know, you know go ahead. Tell him what you think. Please. Mad Squares guy, please, man. Please, man. Wait after the game, man. Please, because there's going to be too many recruits there. And believe it, Florida State is using that against us, man. They are negative recruiting against us, man. I can say some things right now, Gary, that'll blow you what these people say about us, man. Well, everybody this, does that, though. This is yeah. how deep I am but... into this program. This is how deep I be talking to these boys, man, who you are is recruiting main targets, man. Atlanta up there with Booker T played, the team up there in Georgia. I went up there, man. A friend of mine, little brother O.C., played safety, the other safety, man. I spoke with Devontae on the sideline. He said, Miss Boy, I'm going to you, but in detail here, they have to get Paul Williams, period, man. Please tell them, man, when you, when you, when you at practice, <laughs> tell Hurley or Coley to get on this, man. All right. Put the full court right. press on him, man. All right. Hey, thank you so much for the call tonight. Um, we're going to move on, but uh, give us a call again next week. All right. All right. Put me on Oh, you got it. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. I'm going to, um, it's 9 o'clock, and I, I, and I promised that at 9 o'clock that we would bring um, Mr. Danny Vasquez on the show. So just give me one second here to search him out on the queue, and um, let's see if we can uh, get him on the show with us now. D- Danny, are you there? Yeah, how you doing, Gary? All right, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I, how much of the show have you been able to listen to so far tonight? 
I've been listening to roughly the past 45 minutes, so I've got a pretty good idea of uh, the mixed reactions from the fan base that has called in so far. All right, well, you know, I mean, you know, to summarize it, I, I, I think you're seeing a lot of consistent frustration. Uh, I think that the way the team played at Louisville was very mm-hmm. alarming to a lot of, you know, pretty, almost in unison, just about every fan um, that calls themselves a Hurricane fan out there, I think was a little distressed by the performance at Louisville and the game plan and things like that. Um, but at the same time, I'm not sure that, that you have a lot of company on the end of the spectrum where you're resting right now um, in um, drawing attention to the fan base by starting a Twitter campaign um, and, and, and going on a fundraising campaign to fly airplane banners over the stadium that say fire Al Golden. Um, when you're sitting here in early September, the season hasn't even begun to unfold yet, really. Um, you got a huge game this weekend. Um, you've heard us talk about all the uh, ins and outs of the Nebraska game this weekend. And then you get into the meat of your ACC schedule with Duke the next week and, and, and have you know other big games coming up here over the next month. And, you know, there's a lot of people that would say, you know, Danny, you're, you're, you're way ahead of yourself and th- that we do not like the way that you are representing our fan base because when you start a Twitter account like that and you go raise money um, to fly banners, you're representing the Canes Nation and you're a representative of the fan base. So I wanted to bring you on the show um, to explain, you know, why you were so frustrated after the Louisville game that you went in that direction, set up the Twitter handle, set up the the kickstarting fundraising campaign, and um, h- how much money have you raised to this point, Danny? Well, we've raised roughly $1,200 from just under 40 donors. Um, I actually had cut it off at $1,000, which was enough for the banner, and had multiple requests to open it back up, so I did so. And uh, I'd like to move away from the amount of money raised and go back to what you're saying of what the fan base thinks and what this might, maybe this is a knee-jerk reaction to the loss at Louisville. And and I want to make it very clear, this is not a knee-jerk reaction to one loss. This, this is a reaction to the body of work that has been given to us over the past three-plus years and to the body of work that Golden had provided before he got to UM. Um, I'm not sure if you've looked over some of the stats. I'm sure you've heard it. I'm sure callers have, have, have ran off some of the stats provided on the Twitter account and that they found on their own. The most frustrating part to me and to the, to the fans that I guess you could say I'm representing the pissed-off Miami fans it, it is, is the way we come out, and we come out flat, and it seems like we're outcoached and we're not prepared, and – you look at some of the play calling, some of the defensive schemes, and it really just makes you scratch your head and, and wonder what's going on out there. And uh, do, you, do you see the same things that I'm seeing? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I do. And, it, you know, it's it's not my, my place really to cast uh, judgments on what degree fans should react. I think everybody reacts, you know, when you're a football fan, you're reacting passionately from the heart, and, and, and it's what you feel. And, you know, you're certainly not alone. 
I think on this thing where you are and the end of the spectrum where you are. But you know, there is another segment of the fan base that would say, you know, let's have some more patience. They've been through some tough times. Um, you know, let, let's give Al Golden some more time to get this program running the, the way that that everybody wants to see it running before we start looking to run him out of town, which really isn't going to happen anyway because he's got five years left on his contract and there's nobody out there that's getting ready to write a check to the University of Miami for $10 million to buy out his contract right now. So um, there, there is another end of the spectrum that would you know line up in, in that way. So you know it doesn't make you right. It doesn't make you wrong. Um, I thought it was important, and, and, and that's why I wanted you to come on the show because I, I wanted you to explain your point of view, and I, I think you're doing that uh, very eloquently. Um, but the, the, the thing that I would ask you is, like, when you make a move like this, do you do it with the understanding of, of, of how visible it's going to become, the media attention that it gets? And, and do you do it with the understanding of – the fact that you're going to be looked at as a representative of the entire fan base. Gary, absolutely. Uh, the goal of the campaign is to get attention, and we want board members, administration, coaches, we want them to know that mediocrity is not acceptable here in Miami. And, you know, the fans are getting pissed off, and they're getting tired of it. I'm sure you've, you've heard it with the calls. Now, not everybody's going to the extreme of a banner, but – we have to be heard. And, you know, it might take a fan like myself or other people do things uh, in other fan bases, but the banner, the campaign needed to be started. We want to make sure that the U.M. administration, Shalala, obviously she's not going to be here in the future, you know, the future president, we want them to know that mediocrity is not acceptable. And, you know, we're sitting here talking about, you know, a reaction to Louisville. Let's get the statistics straight. In nine games that Golden has faced opponents that have finished the season ranked here at UM, he has zero wins. In his entire career, he has never beaten a team that has finished the season ranked. Sure, we can talk about teams like the Gators from last year. We played them. They were ranked. We won. No one's going to say that the Gators were a good team last year. You know, we want to know what are the statistics of uh, Golden statistics over his career. I mean, right now in penalties per, per, per game, he's 12th out of the 14 ACC teams. I mean, in third down conversion, 8 for 35, which is good for last in the ACC and 125th nationally. My goal with a Twitter account is to put the statistics and the facts out there, and I want people to see – What's going on? And is this acceptable? Do we continue giving more and more time? I mean, look at Louisville. We're lining up Trent Harris against a slot wide receiver. Look at last game against Arkansas State. We have Tyreek McCord lined up on their wide receiver, on the cornerback spot, and we have Thurston and Brister lined up at defensive tackle. I mean, what exactly is going on there? We've had voices like Philip Buchanan, Warren Sapp tweet, these things, they see it. I mean, is the scheme that good and we just cannot execute it? Or is, stubborn, is Golden stubborn and, he, I mean, does he just believe in it that much? 
Well, you can bet the ranch that they that they believe in it. <laughs> I don't think there's any question about that. I I, I think if there's a question about anything, it's, it's how well it's going to work. Um, they have shown some improvement so far this year. Um, on the flip side, right now the defense is ranked number eight in the country. Um, Gary, last I, I, year through wait, four well, games, I, 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 just, I was just going to say that I, I think this I think this Saturday is going to tell a lot more than that number eight ranking. And, and if you see them hold up against Nebraska, which you know, I think has a very good um, multi-dimensional offense. Um, then that will tell you that the defense has improved. That the, if the defense is given up four or five hundred yards on Saturday night, then you'll know that maybe it was a little bit of an aberration that they were ranked eighth in the country. But Danny, let me ask you this, and then I'm going to you know bring in some other callers. Some people might have questions for you and stuff as we okay. go forward in the show. And I hope you'll stay on with us uh, in case that's the case. But but um, you know the. The thing that, that that I wanted to ask you is, what do you say to the fan that says, you know, Danny, no, you know, Florida State game, it's the one recruiting weekend they have this year. Every top prospect in the state of Florida is going to be coming to Sun Life Stadium that day. They're going to be playing what what's going to be, you know, the number one, number two, most likely, unless they lose to Clemson beforehand or something. Um, but certainly one of the top teams in the country, a team that won the national title last year, your arch rival. It's going to be the biggest day of the season at home for the Hurricanes. Danny, don't, don't soil it by putting planes up in the air around the stadium that say fire Al Golden. What do you say to, that, to those Canes fans? Stay tuned. That's all I'm going to say. Nothing, nothing has been set in stone. A banner has not flown yet. Let's see what happens here. Let's see how we produce. The number one goal, like I mentioned earlier, is to let our voices be heard. And we've heard that people inside the administration haven't heard about the banner. They know about the Twitter account. It's been in the Miami New Times. It's been on the morning radio shows here in Miami. It's been on the afternoon radio shows here in Miami. Our voice is being heard, and that's the number one goal. We'll see what happens from there on out. At this point, all I can say is stay tuned. All right, fair enough. Will you uh, will you stay on with us for for a while? Yeah, I'll stay on for a few minutes. All right, I'll I'll come back to you if somebody has a question for you. So um, you know, please hold on. I'm I'm going to keep you on hold. And let's go uh, now um, out to the um, the 706, where you're now joining us on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey, Gary. How you doing there tonight? Doing good. Who's this? This is Sebastian from Georgia. What's up, Sebastian? What you got tonight? Hey, Gary. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really – first of all, I think you have an excellent show. Everything you've shared over the past couple of weeks has been spot on, and I think the Canes fans kind of feel kind of just kind of where I'm at. Um, some of the questions that I have is, is just basically, you know, I'm, a, I'm still a Golden uh, fan, but I'm really, really concerned now as far as how he's really, really directing the program. And what I mean by that is my biggest concern right now is sooner or later, you know, we're getting kids into the program. It seems like we're recruiting pretty well. But we haven't had a game yet when it really comes down to the coaching and the execution is what really, really won the game at the very end. I mean, I live out here in Georgia, and I'll give you a prime example. Last week, you know, Clemson and Georgia played. And, I mean, South Carolina and uh, Georgia played. After South Carolina got hammered by Texas A&M. But the thing that I saw was how Steve Spurrier was able to take South Carolina back and kind of coach them up. 
and just really kind of just will them to victory. And that's what I don't see from this coaching staff. I mean, some of the things I see on the field are encouraging and discouraging at the same time. Why is um, <clears throat> what's the number receiver number six not playing anymore? I mean, he had Herb six Waters. catches. Uh, Herb uh, Waters. I don't even yeah. see him on the field anymore. Well, so I don't think, had, is he is he suspended? They, is he in had, trouble? What's going on well, with him? Well, he's a little bit in the doghouse right now. They've had some some issues with his attitude. I think um, I can't be specific because I don't have the specifics, but I, I know that he is a little bit in the doghouse right now, and that's why the other kids are playing in front of him. <clears throat> okay. The, the, other, the other thing that I, that I stop and take a look at is <clears throat> when, when can we, as a coaching staff, be aggressive enough to really, really take the game? You know, it's so pessimistic, us, us playing against Nebraska, but I do believe we have the talent to win. I don't see no one saying that we have absolutely have no talent to win. It's not like Miami's playing Alabama this weekend, where we just feel like we have no shot in, in the world to win. I think we have the talent to compete. But do we have the coaching staff in place that can take a team on the road and to win a game like that? So, that, well, so, that, so, that's, so that's my question to you. I, I, I do you think, think we have the talent to win in Nebraska? Oh, there's no question that, that with the right game, they have enough talent to win this game on, on Saturday. But I, I think step number one is you have to be competitive, okay? And, and they haven't been competitive, and I think that's, that's why, to me, win or lose on Saturday night, I think that's step number one. Be competitive in the ball game. Um, be within a score in the fourth quarter. That, to me, that's mission number one. And then if you could find a way to win, that, to me, that's gravy. But right now, um, you've got to get back to the point where when you play these top teams, you're actually competitive. They have not been for several seasons now. Isn't, it, isn't, that a, it, it, isn't that a confidence thing when you say just kind of being competitive? I mean, well, don't go there and kind of lay down. I was looking at Nebraska's uh, uh, records over the last five years, and, you know, they've been a 9-4, 10-4, 8-5 team, but the games that they've lost, I mean, they didn't just lay down. And so that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at, you know, other teams, you know, they can lose, but it don't seem like it's just a committee. It's, it's a complete kind of shellacking. The other thing I wanted to say is I'm not really – I don't know what's going on with the defensive secondary right now. I mean, you got two, four, and five-star cornerbacks, and they can't make a single interception. I mean, it seems like they wait till the wide receiver catches the ball before they decide to make a tackle. There's no swag. There's no attacking the ball. Because, to me, I think the only way we can beat Nebraska, we're going to have to take the ball away. We have to dictate that game. We can't let the game be dictated to us. And I think a lot of that comes from coaching and from confidence. Well, you're right. I think the safeties are playing enormously better than they have the last few years. But you're right. The cornerbacks have, 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 been, have not been good. They're going to have to play a lot better. Okay. My, 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 my last comment is this right here. You know, just in the last couple of weeks, for a variety of reasons, we've lost like three, four, almost five players from the program. You know, some of these kids were out-of-state kids. The thing that I'm thinking is what is your sentiment as far as the feeling in Miami, because I grew up in Miami and I'm not there right now, as far as kids feeling about feelings about coming to the Miami program because, you know, you took a shot on a kid from out-of-state when there was probably a, a kid in-state that probably grew up with their dreams of playing for Miami and you passed on that guy. So if you could just share your sentiment on that and then, um, you know, I just want to hear your thoughts on that. My sentiment is they've taken too many kids that don't belong in at Miami, and those are the kids that aren't sticking. 
for the most part. That, okay. You know, that, that, I know you. That, I, I know you're not gonna make. I know you're not gonna make predictions, but I'm gonna say this. I think this is a crucial weekend for me. I believe that we're gonna win. I don't know why. I don't know how. I just feel like right now Miami has nothing to lose but to go out there and let it rip and to go for it. And so next week when I call you, remember I'll be the one that called you from Georgia and told you that we're gonna win. You got it. Thanks All for right, being man. part of the show tonight. Yep. Hey, thanks, Talk Gary. Talk to you next right. week. Well, you know, a few weeks ago I wrote, you know, I, I drew the analogy to Butch Davis after getting blown out um, at Syracuse, came back home, had a signature victory against UCLA, and that was the corner turner for Butch Davis. And the Miami program never looked back after that day in the Orange Bowl when they upset um, UCLA behind Edrian James's 300-yard rushing game. Al Golden needs a moment like that. He has an opportunity on Saturday night. Um, remember, we got Danny Vasquez on hold. If anybody wants to address him directly, let's go out now to the 361 where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? What's up, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? It's Shaq, man. What'd you say, Shaq? How you doing? Hey, man. Um, um, the, um, the, the, um, the email that you gave me to, uh, uh, to uh, hit you up about my um, blacklisted on Kane Sport it isn't working, so that's the first thing I want to hit you up Kane, on. Um, Canesport at BellSouth.net. Okay, I tried that, but it still keeps... No, it'll get uh, it. We'll get it. Just Canesport at BellSouth.net. All, okay. all, obviously, one word. Okay, and... Um, what, what, and what else you got? Um, the, the, the issue with... with um, I think that a lot of people are calling in, and they're, and they're hardcore Kane fans, and, and they're saying that, okay, well... You know, even you, you know, are saying that it's going to be a dog fight. This is not going to be a dog fight. Miami's not winning this game, and this game is going to be over with at halftime. This is not going to be – listen, Golden has shown his true colors. I've said it over and over again. He can't coach, and nothing is going to change Saturday night in Lincoln. Nothing is going to change. This is going to be nasty, and and I was watching um I'm college football live, and um and, and and the old guy who coached at Florida State, uh, it's one of the quarterbacks. You know, I don't think that Golden understands what he walked into. I I, I really believe that I, I don't, and I think that every caller and most Miami fans do not understand that Golden didn't understand and still doesn't understand what he walked into. You know, he came in with this Temple Penn State mentality. Penn State doesn't draw like Miami. If, if Penn State is playing against um, um, Nebraska Saturday night primetime, people will come out. It'll be some talk about the game, but it won't be the electricity. The guy on college football today said that, well, Miami isn't that good right now, but that brand that is the University of Miami, everyone wants to beat them. Golden doesn't understand that. He clearly does not understand that. I think he, he goes does. into these games <laughs> unprepared, knowing that every team on the schedule, regardless if Miami is 3-7, and seven, they have the University of Miami circled, even Florida State 
Yeah, I don't, I don't think that just because you're getting your butt kicked doesn't mean you don't understand that people want to kick your butt. Uh, I think no, 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 no. It's, it's one thing about understanding about getting your butt kicked. It's one. It's another thing about understanding to where it doesn't matter to the fact that he doesn't understand that every resource of that school, from the AD to the president, sees the University of Miami on that schedule, and that's their pinpoint to where Miami's on the schedule. It's going to be a blackout. It's going to be a red right, out so in Lincoln. Hey, time out. So what? You, know, you look at the Miami schedule this year. Isn't Nebraska circled Saturday night? Don't you think they have Nebraska circled? When they looked at their schedule this year, man, who, Saturday night who, game, Miami? Nebraska, electric, Miami, thousand people. Yeah, I mean, who? Miami's got. Shouldn't they be fired up about this game? Well, that doesn't Look mean they're going to go thinking and kick their. It doesn't mean they're going Look to kick their butt. Coach. There's no passion on that team. Go to the see, see, see. Hold on, see, 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 go, see, 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 Gary. You're not following me. The opening statement was. Golden does not understand what he walked into. There's no circling on the schedule with, with this guy. Maybe, it, it, you know, no maybe he understands it and he, and he hasn't been winning. Him. How about that? He, he, he is into this thing to where, as you said two weeks ago, he has a plan. He has a plan. He, he Check, takes what I would say. a plan. It doesn't here, matter. Here, here's what I Wait, I want to I want to give what you're saying some legitimacy, and and here's mm-hmm. what I would say. Where I think he maybe didn't understand coming in was what it takes to win these games at this level, and and you know I, I'm not sure that he's totally figured it out yet. Um, I certainly, as somebody who's been around this for you know 25, 30 years, unfortunately I'm getting mm-hmm. older, but but um, you know as somebody who's been around for a while and has seen this, you know. I see some things that they're doing that I feel are working against themselves and, and, and sort of roadblocks to developing the program to the level that it needs to be at to win these games, like what they're going to play on, on Saturday night. So he might still be feeling his way a little bit in that regard. But I, I, in terms of how badly people want to beat Miami, Shaq, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think so. I think he's, he's well aware how, how badly people want to beat Miami. Well, with you saying that, and based on what we saw, based on the fact that the teams are not prepared, it doesn't add up. You can't sit in your studio right now and say that he understands that based on it. winning losses at this point, at, at, you know, as everyone has mentioned to where that's okay. But when you show up and you you're know, not prepared, here. Let me just tell you, it, that it's, shows it's, me it's, it's that the little thing, though. It, it, it's like little things that, like you see, like you know, Jawan Young on the kickoff team on opening night at Louisville, a true freshman playing his first game. He doesn't belong on the field. So what a surprise! Precisely. He's the guy, he's the guy that busts. He's the guy that busts his lane and allows them to have that kickoff return that totally changed the tone of that ball game. And you exactly. Know, why is he on the field? And those are the types of things um, that, that, to me, stick out to me. Juwan Young, to me, is a guy that should mm-hmm. be registering this year. He should be observing. He doesn't belong on anything on opening night, on the road at night against Louisville. You're only helping me make my point. Because the fact that if, that if he understood, he knows that he has to go in there with his A-plus players. 
Goldie knows that on special teams, whatever he needs to have Duke doing kickoff returns, punt returns, whatever, he didn't. He he, he, he he clearly does not – see, and you have to make, make my point to where these are the things to where he doesn't understand. He, he thinks that there's an opportunity where, you know, I'm going to put these guys in here. And he mentioned it. I, I read your article on Kane's book, which was a great article about Golden needs to find his yellow brick road, you know, and, 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 and that says it all because I tell you what, you know, with, with uh, a Vasquez talking about the the flyover on, uh, at the Florida State game and the recruits, I'm telling you now that that's going to happen, and not because of the fact that I think it should happen, but at that point it will not matter. My, based on our schedule, Gary, we're not winning another game. Tommy Tuberville is going to run laps around around. That Cincinnati team is physical and nasty. Kurt Herbstreit, um, I listened to him on WQ, um, QAM after the Louisville game, and he said that the Louisville team looks like some of the old Miami teams, aggressive, nasty. You know, at, at, at the Florida State game, half-hour crews will be looking at other teams. It won't even matter. Cutcliffe is going to run that soft zone 10 yards off of their wide receivers. He's going to have a field day. We're not beating Duke. We're not winning at Georgia Tech. We're not beating um, um, VT. You know, these games are not going to matter. Golden is in over his head. He's a horrible game um, game day coach. I keep saying that. He doesn't make adjustments. If you watched Chip Kelly last night in that game, all right, let me – you're getting long-winded. But I, let me say okay, this before okay. I let you go and then I'll, and, and, and tell you to call back next week and let's talk about it next week. If they oh, I will. I will. Five in a row, let's see, it would be one, two, no, actually it would be one, two, three, four, five, six in a row. If they lose six in a row going into Florida State, um, I don't think Danny Vasquez is going to be flying his plane. I think you're going to need a, a, a whole fleet, okay, because, because this town is going to be so – uh, turned upside down. Exactly. I, I'm going on vacation if that happens. All right, hey, listen. Um, <laughs> no, 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 you can't because because we need to call in to make we, sure. We need I'm, to, I'm, I'm I know. I gotta, I gotta do. I gotta. I gotta do therapy every Tuesday night. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I tell you what, I cannot wait to talk to you after this. But like I'm telling you, at halftime. This game is going to be over. It's, it's not going to be a dog fight based on what Al Golden and them are going to do. And, 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 and Coley has a little swag about him, and I think that Golden held him back in that in that in that game against Louisville. You know, whatever case might be, and, and they're picking the wrong time. Louisville defense is not like Nebraska's. Okay, those boys are corn fed and they're physical. They're gonna pound us, Gary. Duke won't have a chance unless they try some some hitches or some swing passes or something different. Burials, um, Lewis, and and, and Dorsett have a field day in the slot. They should use the seam and eat Nebraska. It's gonna be a, a nine eight and eight nine man front, which we all know. And they should have a field day. Put Calier in the shotgun, but I guarantee you they won't do it because we know who's coaching Miami. This game will be over with at halftime, and ESPN, the mothership, and every other network will be talking about you know, you know, can Miami even compete? It's not. It's not the matter of us winning this game. 
Think about it. At Miami now, we're talking about even just showing up to be respectable, making the score respectable. At halftime, we'll be down by four touchdowns. Even if we score. Honestly, I don't even think we score in this game. You're you're making everybody go to the bathroom and throw up right now, okay? (laughs) So so I'm going to turn you off. All right, Gary. I'm going to turn you off. Keep me a hold up. But I'll keep you on hold. I'm going to turn you off. Give us a call again next week. Oh, my God. You know, six losses in a row. Game over by halftime. Um, man, you know, we, we, we can't call him a gloom and doomer because we don't know what's going to happen. But, oh, my goodness, if he's even close to right, uh, man, I don't know what to say. All right, let's go out to the 904 where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? What's up, Gary? What's happening with you? Oh, man. I'm like all shook up after that last call. I'm like sweating. Yeah. Hey, this this your this your boy Duval, aka Keith Rolling, man. What's happening with you, Danny? What's up, boy? Doing good, man. Talk to us. What you got? Yeah. You know, I want to first say, you know, thank you for taking my call. You know, and I was on hold for a while. I think you letting people talk too much, man. Um. Yeah. I know. I I, I know. I, it's hard. We got so. Much. I mean, you should see the board. I'm trying to get to as many as I can. So let let's let's like. I'm I'm gonna ask everybody now. When we when you come on, let's be. Let's let's be quicker to the point and let's get in and out and get a lot of people on. Go ahead. You got the floor. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, I want to say, you know, like I say, I'm in 100% support of my boy Danny Vasquez and what he's doing, man. You know, and I just want to add some more ammunition to, you know, what his reasoning is behind it and why I'm in support of him. And one of the things that hasn't been brought up yet is the fact that when Golden, you know, tried to leave for Penn State. You know, it was kind of hush-hush in the media. You know, nobody was really making a big deal about it. Everybody, you know, wanted to say that, oh, he loved the program. He never wanted to leave. But all the reports, you know, then started to come out and people started putting two and two together and realized that this man tried to leave for Penn State. He had an interview, you know. If it, yeah, I mean, if it, weren't, if it were not true, I, I wouldn't have reported it. I, I, you know, right, he had I, the interview, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, even even with that, you know, and for a guy who preaches, you know, accountability and and being on the up and up with everybody like Al Golden does, and then for him to try to, you know, abandon these kids, abandon all the fans. It wasn't like that. Abandon everybody who supports them. No, slow down a little time. But wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 That's not what he was doing. It was home. I mean, his roots are there. He met his wife there. He was a team captain there. I mean, you can't begrudge him for looking into that job. I think you got to move. Well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm go. I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, that's all nice and sweet and roses and everything. But at the end of the day, <laughs> a golden catchphrase. You know, when you come and do your first interview, you know, after you accepted the job at the University of Miami, one of the things that I think he first said was, "This is a destination job." You know, and I'm the type of guy I'm real. You know, don't come in and, and, and blow me up with fluff, you know, and tell me, yeah, this is where I want to be for my career. This is where I see myself ending that. I want to do this. I want to go that. do that. Oh, and then oh, when the going gets tough, you know, you want to get ready to go jump ship the Penn State. And then when they doing. turn you down, you want to then come back with your tail in between the legs because you got a whimper bite now. All right, but that's not what he was doing. He wasn't jumping ship. He he was looking I mean, at a job. I, I, I like. I gotta be honest with you, Gary. Like, I'm I'm a I'm the kind of guy. 
I don't. I, I can see through a lot of things. I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I can see through a lot of stuff, and I judge the actions of people. And what I see from Al Golden, he's a shady character. He's going to be a failure here, just like he has proven to be. He has never beaten the top 25, a team that has finished in the top 25 since he's been a coach. His recruiting has been shown to be a failure also from the Hill article that we saw where he has nearly two recruiting classes that has, you know, been dismissed from the team. That's accurate. So his it's like, three it, classes, it's like self-imposed he has probation. all these players leaving, but nobody wants to hold him accountable for that. Well, he is held accountable for it because that's why he's not winning. And you even made the point yourself, Gary, you know, uh, with Javon Young on the kickoff team. Why is this guy playing? It's, it's take a red shirt. Why are all these freshmen it's, yeah, still playing? That's, it's, it's self-inflicted wounds. I don't get it. You know, I don't understand it. Um, and who does that go back to, Gary? Who does that go back to? That's a head coach decision, without question. Exactly. So how long and, am I supposed to wait when I see teams like USC travel with 48 players and go and beat Stanford on the road and even go across, ta- across the country to Boston College, put up a fight? Again, they're shorthanded. They nearly walked out of there with a win. You know, we see signs of all these other teams who've had similar issues like us but with Al Golden, we just see blowouts. No kind of sign, no kind of light at the end of the tunnel. And right, me hey, personally, that's why I'm riding with Danny, and I support it to the call. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Hey, shout yeah, out to enough. WEZ, baby. Shout out to all y'all. Duval, 904. All right, man. Hey, thanks for calling. Give us a call again next week. Shout out to the 904. But let's go now to the um, – let's go to 205. Hey, doing, doing good. Who's this? This big slaughter fire coming from calling from Birmingham. Hey, what's going on, man? Talk oh, to us. Oh man, nothing, man. Just um, I, I'm just uh, I just don't understand how these guys not seeing the progress, man. Um, I mean they, I mean they still dwelling on week one. I understand that, but you know we 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 you know we've seen the adjustment that that you know that they've been making. Everybody been crying about them opening the playbook up. He's opened the playbook up. They was com- they was complaining about the defensive back being 15 yards. You know, off the off the receivers. I I can if I as I can recall, the whole game the um the DBs was looking like they was in press coverage. You know, they have, and they. I don't understand why. But, I mean, there's occasional times when they're not, but I would say eighty percent of the snaps this year, it, it's looked to me like they are. And I don't know why people people are still thinking about last year. Um, they've been a lot more aggressive. They've been better. I think the, the play of the cornerbacks the last few weeks has not been very good, and that's kind of skewed things a little bit. But this defense has been much more aggressive this year exactly. than it was last year, and I think that's why they're ranked number eight in the country right now. Exactly. A lot of people, a lot of people down playing this Arkansas State team. I said this last week. I said I would judge this defense off how. Um, how they handle Arkansas State. This that is a team that that can move the ball on anybody, you know. And yeah. we held them to what? And we held them to like what? What? A hundred? I don't even know, think they got a hundred yards. Right. No, no, they had no, 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 no. They had more than that. I don't have the stat sheet in front of me. Or I'll try to look it up right you know, now. It wasn't, it wasn't that much, you know. And people saying that, um, you know, um, Nebraska's going to run the ball down the throat. We, I mean, they had three hundred twenty-nine yards offense last week. Okay, and that's not, that's and that's not, not bad. bad for these, for the, you know, okay, Alabama, a lot of people are talking about Alabama. Alabama defense did. They've been getting getting well over 400 yards put up, put up on them. 
You know, but everybody said that's the standard for defense at this day and age with the spread offense. If you can, if you can hold a team under 400 yards or under 350, you're doing great on defense with this wide open offense right now. A lot of people got to think this is not 2000 and you know 99 and stuff like that. You know, well, that's why the offenses are a lot wide lot open. Of, Teams are not running why, our formations. That's why earlier in the show I talked about uh, that I feel one of the most important stats is um, yards per play. And right, when yeah. you look at Arkansas State, even though they have 329 yards, they ran 89 plays. That's 3.69 yards exactly. per play. That that is unquestionably winning football. That's winning football. You know, no doubt about that's it. That's winning football. Even in Louisville, they rushed about 333 times. They had a hundred, I think 140 yards. That's not bad. You know, it's, that's not bad. And they got a lot of those yards in the late in the game. Our defense is playing unbelievable. I think our offense. I think the quarterback has settled down a little bit. I think he's got a lot more comfortable, and the team is coming together. It's a turtle race. Every we're not. It's not a hair race. It's a turtle race. It was at Louisville, along, we had a hiccup. Yes, we had a hiccup. At, at Louisville, the, 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 the defense. Week. At Louisville, the defense gave up four point seven yards of play. That's also winning football. Exactly. It's not bad. People. I mean, and this vac. Please do not fly this plane. That's gonna hurt. That's that's gonna hurt us. I mean, you got to give this guy time. A lot of people are talking about, oh, we need Butch, Butch back and this, man. It took him time. It takes a lot of these, a lot of these, these teams, these coaches, time to get your system in place and to get the people to buy in. It took. It's taken us a little longer to buy in, and well, they're finally I, I assume, seeing. I assume you were listening earlier when Danny Vasquez um, was on the show, and um, he's still on hold. But he did say, "Stay tuned." That nothing's been purchased yet. Nothing's been flown yet. The banners haven't been. Um, He's waiting, like everybody else, to see how this season unfolds. And, uh, man, we just had a caller a, a, a minute or two ago that said six straight losses are on the horizon here. And, uh, you know, so you're getting a, you're getting a real prospect. I was pulled over and threw up, Garrett, when I heard this guy talking. I was like, come, well, are you serious? Come on, man. <laughs> There'll you be a lot of this people time, this is, this, I'm, I don't know you want to get some more callers on, but I have to say this. I like, for these people to say that Al Golden – don't know what he, you know, doesn't know, didn't know what he was getting himself into. If I can recall, this I got to play for a Penn State team that played against um, the University of Miami in the heyday. So I'm pretty sure he knows what type of um, tradition that goes with the University of Miami. So for you to never, say never been there as a coach, a though, no. it's a whole different deal. He has never been there as a coach, and I don't think there's any question that there's still a learning curve going on. And I understand that. I understand that there, for him to say he don't know what he's getting himself into. I mean, you, I mean, you know what you're getting your, you, the, 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 you, the brand itself tells you you know what you're getting yourself into. It's a high standard, a higher standard. That's why he signed that check, and that's why he he, he um, cashing those checks because he knows. You know, I don't think. All right, let me let, let me let some other people get, get on. Okay, I'm give, sorry, man, but keep me on hold. Give us a call. Yeah, give us a call again next week. Yes, sir. Good talking. Good talking to you as always. All right, let's go now to the seven three two. Where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hi, Gary. This is Ken from uh, Ocean Township, New Jersey. Hey, I like how you to doing? Get... Oh, I'm doing just fine. I, got... I can't get excited like some of these other guys. Been around too long. There's about three points I'd like to make. Uh, Viagra. Like Viagra. Yes. Viagra. Uh, pardon me. <laughs> I said Viagra. That's all you can get. Get, get, get uh, some Viagra. And they they the try crime. to get guys my age to do that. I think I'm. I can handle it without it. <laughs> oh, but, Good for you, man. Go I'm ahead, not over, I'm, I may be old, but I'm not over the hill yet. <laughs> but there were three things, you know. Definitely, uh, 
I really enjoyed the uh, Arkansas State game because uh, that quarterback, Knighton, he's really good. And uh, the thing that got me, that every six seconds they can run off a play, and I kept thinking to myself, this team is going to die in the second half. And if you notice, in the middle of the third quarter, uh, Arkansas State slowed down, and they were getting hit. And even in the fourth quarter, you saw that quarterback took a horrific beating. He had nothing left in the tank. So I was, I was encouraged with that. I was not encouraged by the, the, the secondary. I just thought they were a little loose. But uh, overall, I was impressed by the, uh, the team effort. The second thing, and <clears throat> people talk about national perception, and, and you brought that up on the Kane Sport. And I look at that and I say, why are they having college football rankings in the month of September? Because what you see in September really fools you. And briefly, USC got a gift from Stanford because the Stanford coach was so stupid. With a 10-7 lead, dominating the game, he had fourth and one, and he had a chip field goal. And what did this moron do? He goes for it. He could have had a 13-7 to lead, and, uh, and USC never would have come back. And then USC goes to Boston College, who got humiliated by Pittsburgh, and what do they do? They lose. What happened to Louisville? How did they manage to lose to Virginia? And then I saw, I guess there was an article about Virginia Tech. On hindsight, they said, well, maybe Virginia Tech should have been the preseason favorite in the um, – Coastal Division, and they had, after they defeated Ohio State. So what happened? East Carolina ran them out of the building. So you, you can't tell. Now, my final point, really, um, before I do that, Miami's going to be favored over Duke. I'm sorry with all these yo-yos. I think Duke is going to beat Miami. Duke will not beat Miami. End of subject. They're playing at Miami. Duke has a decent team, but Miami will beat them. Now the Nebraska game. Totally confusing. I have no idea what Nebraska is. I look at their schedule. If you look at the schedule of Nebraska, who they played this year, I think it was Florida Atlantic. They played Fresno State, and they played McNeese State. I submit to you, which one of those teams would have beaten Arkansas State? None of them. Maybe none of them. None of them would have beaten Arkansas State. And then uh, Nebraska's got a Really a great running back. He's the guy that scared the hell out of me. And uh, overall, um, I think Nebraska should be favored. They're going to have 80,000 nuts out there. They have a loyal fan base. We don't. And the other final point, Kaya, I was surprised that he knows how to throw a touch pass. If you saw some of those passes to to the the, the touchdown he made, he made. They were really touched, and then he almost had a third catch. He just slightly overthrew him. He would have had three touchdowns, and they were not lined drive. They were floated right over, not too yep. slow. So, can you imagine an 18-year-old being able to do that already? Yep. That's, and next that's, year, when he has even more right. after training properly, he should be even better. All right, Ken. I'm gonna let some other people get on. Thanks for being part of the show. Give us a call next week, and we'll talk about the Nebraska game. Okay, take care. Have a good one. All right, Ken. Ken from New Jersey, um, a fixture on the show, always a great caller. Let's go out to the 484 now, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, what's going on, Gary? 
Doing good. Who's this? Hey, this is Philly. All right, Philly, what you got this week? Hey, I, you know, um, well, one, two, two points I want to make real quick. Um, caller called in like a while ago talking about Larry Coker and how he's doing good. People have a short memory. Let's not forget, Larry Coker got fired because, one, of the FIU thing. Two, he let Shapiro get in. Three, discipline was just gone under his watch and recruiting suffered. Okay? You let Tyrone Moss and Frank Gordon, those guys, get fat because Don Salinger wanted, wanted to get on them. But you were like, oh, let me let me handle this. Let's not let's not be for let's not forget, you know why he got fired. My second point is that, you know, I think with this coaching staff, like I, I'm kind of in agreement with with Danny Boy, but I'm kind of like, you know, I, I say wait till pit, wait till after the pit game and see how it goes. Like he said, nothing's been purchased because I look at it like this: you, a, a, a mark of a good coach is doing less with more. You know, when you look around the landscape. Guys like Urban Meyer started at, at Bowling Green and Utah. They did less with more. Dan Antonio, Michigan State. You mean more with at, less? Go ahead. Well, man, yeah, I'm saying more with less. Same That's thing. What I mean. eh, more with less. Different. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, more, more, more with less. You know, um, Dan Antonio, Western Michigan, Cincinnati. Uh, Brian Kelly, Western Michigan, Cincinnati. You know, you so you see a lot of the good coaches um, that are doing really well. They, you know, Harbaugh was at San Diego before he went to Stanford. You know, you see good coaches doing a more when they have less. You know, when Al Golden got here, yeah, he had less, but he still had some talent on the team. But what did he accomplish? It's the same thing. Same thing at Temple. I'm from Philly. I live in Philly. Okay, he had the he had the biggest budget. Okay, in his conference, he never dominated that conference. Okay, the third down percentage, his average third down percentage at Temple was 36 percent. Okay, on his on his offense. So his offense never really converted or did a good job on 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 third downs. Now it's the same thing here in Miami. You know, developing talent. I mean, yeah, granted he had a couple players at Temple, but Temple produced players anyway. Temple had guys like Lance Johnstone come out of there. You know, who went to the Oakland Raiders and won a couple of Pro Bowls. So Temple did produce talent. You know, not like not like you know he produced it or I mean they were they were under there by under his watch. Let's not be mistaken. You know, the mark of a good coach is doing more when you have less, and he has not produced that. You know, I, I, just, I, don't, I don't see it. You know, um, and I think, you know, one thing also I want to bring up, and I think you made a point about it, is, yeah, Golden, Golden may, have had a, may have had a plan, you know, when he got here, but one of the guys said that he doesn't understand, like, like the culture didn't understand Miami because I don't think he did. I don't think he, I don't think he knew how to, how to implement. And I think one thing you mentioned a while ago about Mayor Cristobal, about him, you know, having to go to another job before he came to Miami, I think that's the same thing with Golden. I think Golden should have left Temple and went to another school, you know, and, and learned while he was there well, and then probably I mean, came to Miami. Miami's a tough job, man. It's a, it's a very tough job. It, it really is. I mean, it, I mean, it, it is. Perfect. But like, the thing is, like, it's not a job that I think that, like you can learn on. Because I mean, most rock coaches who were successful, you know, came from other programs or, or even like big time programs. Like Jimmy came from Oklahoma State. Erickson came from Washington State. You know, Butch was on was on Jimmy's staff, so he kind of understood and knew and knew what was going on when he was here. People want to compare Butch to our Golden situation. Look at Butch's record when Butch first got here. Okay, his record, his record didn't really tank until the sanctions first started taking effect. That's when Butch's record tanked. But Butch was well, winning it slowed football him down. games. It slowed him down a little bit, no question. Yeah, but Butch was winning like nine, ten games his first three years here. 
and then uh, year four, no. five, four, five, and six. Go go look at the record. Go look, go back and look at ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven. It's on Hurricane Sports. You can take a look. No, at it. it's right. It, it's right in front of me here. Um, shit, I can't. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, he was going like nine it, and three. Nine yeah, and four, I, like nine, like ninety five, ninety five. Right, ninety five was the eight, um, nine wins. Ninety six was nine wins. Um, things didn't go south. Ninety seven. You're right. And that, and then the thing because the sanctions took effect. You know. Yep. You're right. And people you're and and my, and my last point. I'll let you get some of the callers before I know the show about to go off. Is that you have to look like I said with doing less, doing more with less. You know. That's where I agree, where because because you know Randy Randy had a signature win. You know his his win was against was against the Oklahoma team that we played. Golden has never had that type of win, and we got suckered in with Randy. We thought going and beating Oklahoma and then going to Clemson and beating Clemson at Death Valley. You know we were coming off a nine and three year, and we had Jacory and the boys coming like basically sophomores going into a junior year. We thought we were make, making headway, and we saw improvement. But then we got suckered the next year. So my thing is, like, you know, just because we out-athleted Arkansas State, we were just faster than them, you know, we had, we had better athletes, don't be suckered. You know, right, don't well, be let, 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 let me stop you so I can get some other people on. But um, to put it all in summation, I, I think you're going to find out a lot about what you're talking about this year. Let's see, how they, all right, let's see how they show up and give us a call again next week. Yes, sir. All righty, let's go out now to the um, the nine one seven where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey Gary, what's up? BK Hurricane. Hey, what's up, BK? How you doing this week? Go ahead. What's going on, man? Pretty good show so far. Gary, yeah, we got a great, this is a great fan base, man. This is a great fan base. I know, I know, I know. I think you're softening up a little bit, Gary. Oh man, this is a good fan base. Go ahead. What you got this week? All right, real quick. Um, you know about this Danny um, um, Vasquez kid? Um, at first, I was for him doing it, doing the Florida State game. And I'm still kind of not, but I think that this Nebraska game is going to set the tone for the rest of the season, so to say. Because if we lose to Nebraska, uh, I can't I – can't, it's hard to find a win, Gary. Maybe well, Georgia I Tech. Say that I mean, come on. Maybe Georgia Tech. Yeah, and Duke. You know, I think he'll win. You know, <laughs> David Cutcliffe is I mean, is going to be drooling. All right, but there's not dying there's, to get at it. Look, if look, Nebraska honest, runs there's not a game on the schedule that's not winnable if they play well. I mean, come on. I mean, well, they're not going to win them all. Yeah, the yeah we understand that there's not a game on the schedule that's that's not winnable. But will we win? Do we have what it takes to win? Happens, you know. I don't think we have what it takes, Gary. I'm start. I'm starting. I'm starting to crumble. I'm starting to crack. You're going to find out a lot this week. See if they're competitive at Nebraska. All right. I can see um, Nebraska's only going to rush four guys, and they're going to, you know. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. Um, we have to get Duke going because this is Duke's year. He's not coming back for for a senior year. You know, they they, they didn't go crazy with them in the last two games. There's no reason to beat them up against FAMU and Arkansas State. Um, no, I understand. I understand. You'll, you'll if we win, it's because Duke Johnson had a big game. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to see him start getting the ball plenty again starting this week. There's I hope no so. Well, last two. As long as the offensive line can block for him, I think we'll be okay. 
But I'm holding out hope, Gary. I'm, I'm really holding out hope. But if we lose to Nebraska, hey, you know, uh, you know, fly that plane. All right, man. The expectations <laughs> right, of the Canes fan under a microscope. All right, BK, give us a call again next week. The expectations of the Canes fan, un, a Canes fan rather, under a huge microscope here tonight, and you're getting a great cross section of opinions and uh, a lot of people lining up on one side of the equation. Uh, let's go out to the seven eight six, where you're now live on Canes Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hello. Yep, that's you. How you doing? Uh, yeah. To me, we zero on one. Sam, you Arkansas State, and don't count. That's that's not what it's about. You know, um, I agree with with uh, the guy that just ran it and raised me. It's like I don't want to agree with him as far as like we're gonna lose six straight games, but then again. Al Gold and the staff have showed me why I shouldn't believe otherwise. Well, and here, like, here I think is, is what's really loud and clear as you listen to caller after caller. And, and this has really been going on on this show for several weeks now, so, you know, the last few weeks. Um, people want to see something, man. It's like people want to put their hands around something that, that inspires them and gives them hope. And, you know, Saturday night, you're going to Nebraska, big game on national TV. That's another opportunity to do that. And, and I think that's all people are asking right now from Al Golden is, is give us a reason to support you. This is the thing. You, you put players on the, on the field to play. To me, Football is football. I mean, I hear some of the callers talking about a freshman, this and that, whatever the case may be. Duke was a freshman, and look what he did. Frank Gore was a freshman, look what he did. Clinton Porter was a freshman, look what he did. I mean, if you could play. Well, most of those guys didn't play to the redshirt freshman year. Just the thing, but see, just the thing about that, regardless of whether you're a freshman or a redshirt freshman, guess what? Before you could get two years worth of experience, you have to get that first minute. And until you get that first minute, you won't get no experience. But if you could play, you could play just like James Winston. He haven't played he didn't play a down in college football his first year. But when he got on the field, his title red red shirt freshman, but in reality he was still a freshman because he hadn't he didn't play. You know what I mean? And it's just like the guy who you have on hold, um I agree with him a hundred thousand percent. Why do we always have linebackers sticking wide receivers, cornerback ten or fifteen yards off the ball when it's third and two? I mean, make no sense. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. All right, that's been better than dummy. You know, they, they have been playing more aggressively. Um, this is their biggest test to date on Saturday night. Uh, let's see how they hold up, and then you know, let's back next week and uh, and talk about it. All righty? In, in the state of the Kings, man, as far as I'm concerned, if we lose this game at Nebraska, everybody must go. Everybody. Ain't no need to wait. Everybody Clean out the building if you lose at Nebraska? If they lose hey. at Nebraska, everybody must go. I'm talking about that. From the weight trainers, everybody. Shalala, uh, you got to go. Don't wait the 15. Let's go going, now. Everybody got to go. <laughs> She, right. Everybody, hey Gary, one more thing. Everybody go gotta go if we don't win Saturday. I'm talking about clean house, Gary. They can let you come coach him. I'd be satisfied with that. Everybody you, must you go if we don't win Saturday. Only if you'll be my defensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, if I'm going to be defensive coordinator, guess what, Gary? I'll be. I guess what? If you can't play, you won't be on the field. If you're going to be enough. on the field, play. Make your mistake, but at least you plan. Just all right, that's all I ask for. Win, lose, all right. and draw. All hey, I all it, I ask for my defense: play hard. That's it. Give play hard. All right. Give it. Hey, give us a call next week. Most definitely. All right. Wow. Uh, six. Fire the whole. Fire everybody in the building if they don't win at Nebraska this Saturday. Wow. All right. At o'clock, we're going to try to get a few more calls in here before we go for this week and uh, get ready for that trip up to uh, Omaha, Lincoln, I guess, by way of Omaha. Um, let's go out right now to the uh, 954, where you're now live on Kane's Live. How you doing tonight? Are you with us? Twice. All right, next week. Um, let's go out to the 813. You're now live on Sport Live. How you doing? How you doing, Gary? This is Andre from Tampa. What you got, Andre? Well, listen to all the callers. You know, uh, you know, I, I think everybody, you know, I think everybody needs a chance to prove themselves. And, you know, Al Golden, you know, this is a chance to prove himself, you know, against Nebraska. There's it's no, you know, he, he lost against Kansas State. You know, it, it, it just, this is, just, this is a statement game. Not Florida State, not Duke. You know, Nebraska is a statement game to me. You know, when I looked at the schedule, I said, oh, man, they're playing Nebraska. You know, you put them on the schedule. This is the statement game. And, uh, you know, and uh, you know, as far as the banner goes, uh, I-, I think we should wait on the banner. You know what I mean? But I think, you know, the guy who- who's trying to fly the banner around, I don't think he want to do it. I think he just wants the attention for everybody to understand that as fans we are serious. We want to win. And, well, let me uh, and let me stop you and, and and bring him back on here for a minute with you. Um, uh, Danny, are you with us? Yeah, I'm still here. All right. Um, you know, after now listening for about another forty minutes to all the different opinions, um, any thoughts? Well, uh, there's not too many differing opinions at the moment, but. Uh, you know, the one thing I, I continue to hear is, you know, defense is playing a little bit better and we're ranked number eight. I think people tend to forget that we played the number 12 team in Florida last year and through four games we were undefeated and we have a number 10 defense in the country. So having a number eight defense after playing a couple scrub teams basically, you know, it doesn't say much. And Nebraska – barely, barely beat McNeese State a couple weeks ago. So while I do think it's a very important game for the team and for Golden, you know, it's not any kind of a signature win or anything like that, uh, but it is an important win for the team if they can pull it off. If they win at Nebraska Saturday, does it, does it change your whole mindset about your campaign? Absolutely not. I mean, beating a, a, the number 24-ranked team this early in the season, we have no idea how the season is going to play out. We still got to play at Virginia Tech, and we still got plenty of games that are coming up here in the schedule that, you know, it, it's it show me what can you do. Because it, when I look at the record, what Golden has done the past three years, he can't win these games. So, I mean, let's first of all, let's just see what, how the team comes out at Nebraska. Let's see if we even come out prepared and ready, and, and, you know, with some sort of fire. 
All right, Danny, I'm going to try to get a few more. I'm going to try to get a few more callers on here before we end the show. But um, I, I want to thank you for coming on. I, I know this has been a little bit of a controversial thing for you, and and people have been lining up in favor and against you, and, and it's a delicate situation for you. But you know, thank you for coming on tonight and sharing your views with all the fans. And um, I hope it's something you'll continue to do here. Um, as as you move forward, and, and uh, we'll see where this season goes. So I just wanted to get you back on for a moment and thank you for yeah, part of the show. Uh, you know, thank you, thank you for the time and, and for allowing me to, to, to voice my opinion here on the air. And, you know, I just want to give a quick shout-out to the West End Zone because everybody from the Orange Bowl days knows that's where all the real fans were at. It's all about the West. You're next. All right, Danny, hey, thanks for being part of the show, man. We really appreciate it. All right, uh, well, going back to uh, – boy, I don't know where that beep is coming well, from. Well, well, I don't care. Go ahead. Well, I mean, he, he, he's saying that the Virginia Tech – well, Golden won against Virginia Tech. He also lost against Virginia Tech. He won against Virginia. He lost against Virginia. So, I'm not saying them are statement games to me. I mean, yeah, you want to win the ACC, coach. You want to win that. But what I'm saying is everybody perceives Nebraska as being a tough, uh, strong team – uh, that go pound you. That's what I want. I want to see Golden win them kind of games. I just want him. To, I want to see how tough the team is and, 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 and stuff. I'm, you know, I mean Virginia Tech. We can see what we just don't know what Nebraska is all about. We know what Virginia Tech is all about. I know what Virginia is all about. You know, I know what Duke is all about. But we really don't know what Nebraska is all about against teams like that. I mean, I mean, our Golden is one and one against some teams. Yeah. I mean, well. I, know, I think Saturday is a big mean, game, and it's a big, it's a big win a or big lose. I, they they have to be competitive. That, that's I, you know what? If they go down fighting and they lose by field goal, lucky, you know, I can say, well, Golden had them prepared. Now if they come out there and they look lost, like they did against Louisville in the bowl, and this year, then I'm gonna say, you know what? You know, Golden Golden just don't know. He, he's getting out coach. He, he's not ready. Let's uh, yeah, let's see what happens and uh, give us a call again next week. Okay, Gary. Thanks. All right, thanks. All right, let's go out now to the uh, nine seven three where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey, Gary, what's going on? Doing good. Who's this? It's Ross, New Jersey man. Last week, um, I kind of got you a little annoyed because I told you about the high school coaches in Miami and all that. So. Basically, man, what I've been what I've been really listening to and hearing about the flying the banner. One thing I want to say, and I'm gonna say it nice and calm. This guy need to be very careful about who he's taking donations from, because some of those guys are really coming on acting like they're Miami, and they're really fans of other teams, Florida State, <laughs> they could and all be. these other. And what they're gonna do? They're gonna give you money to ruin your team. And not only are they doing that, while they're giving you the money to raise that money, some of these guys have access to these elements, and they're going to tell you, you know, you know this guy's planning on finding a plane. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. Trust me, that's not going to happen. Oh, yes, it is. And they're, like, hidden so fans, and they're donating money. So you better be very careful about, about that. Let me jump to the game real quick. As far as this game is concerned, me personally, if our defense come out and we're prepared and we know what they're going to try to do offensively, we have a chance. Because I think our offense is scoring this defense. The D-line is solid. 
Well, we could find little soft spots. We need to throw to our tight end, get the ball to the tight end, loosen them up a little bit. This quarterback is ready to play. I, I, I think he's, I think he's very, 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 very good. I'm trying to be calm. Usually I call you and I'm very upset. Just thank you again for my call, and I just think that we have a chance to pull the game off. But the guy that's playing on find that banner, please be careful who you're getting the money from. This is a setup. You 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 have an idea that you want to fly this plane. I'm not mad at you for that. But you're getting money from fake fans. And these fake fans really want you to find that plane. Gary, have a good night, man. Appreciate you. All right, man. Hey, thanks for being part of the show. Uh, I'm the, I will say this, though. I'm not sure that that's not a little bit of a moot point. At the end of the day, you don't have to. Uh, raise money to buy a plane. Anybody can buy a plane. Uh, I, I think that at the end of the day, what matters is is if somebody actually follows through and does it. And um, you know, I think Danny made it kind of clear that that he's not, uh, you know, hasn't really made that final decision yet. And uh, we'll we'll see what happens here as the weeks continue. Hey, thanks for being part of the show. Give us a call next week. All right, we're going to try to fit a couple more calls in real quick here. Please keep your points tight. Uh, let's try the 305. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing? How you doing, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? This is David Gainesville. All right, David, what you got for us? Shoot quick. In the last four years, this guy has been here. Hasn't won any big games. Every big game on the road has been a debacle. So here is going to happen. They're going to go on the road. They're going to get blowed out. They're going to look unprepared like they always do. And they're going to take it on the chin. It's going to happen. It happens every time on the road. Notre Dame, Kansas State, Louisville, Florida State. It's the same story every time. And then he comes back, well, I'm taking responsibility for this loss. How many times are we going to listen to this crap? Every year it's the same thing. That's why it's fair to judge this year. You know, that's why it's fair, you know. He's not even competitive on the road. They've got to be competitive. This is what's going to happen. He's going to go there the first series. He's going to run Duke three times with nine men in the box. They're going to get behind, and they're going to throw the ball, and it's going to be over with. It's going to be over early. You have to open it up. You can't go there with nine men in the box and get blowed out. That defense, watch it, Gary. Watch it. Watch how that guy runs the ball no. right down our throat the whole game. I, I think watch you're it. right. I think you're right. I think they, they may realize that a little bit, and, and I'm, not, I'm not sure that that's not part of the reason why that um, Ryan Williams is getting a lot, of, a lot of burn in practice this week. Because, you know, the one thing, if, if it gets to the point where they do really need to open it up, you know, Ryan Williams mentally has command of the entire offense. And, and I understand that, might, that Gary, that, but what is he, 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 he going to do when they, when they blitz him to death? He can't run. Well, that, that's the problem. I agree. I I agree. I'm not saying that there's a perfect solution. I'm I'm saying I think that there is the urgency to be competitive in this game. I think I think what you not, and everybody else on this show has been saying tonight is, is resonating and being heard loud and clear. And you know uh, we, we'll have to see what happens. Get, I mean, you're right. We're getting our hopes. We're getting our hopes up every weekend. Guaranteed, Gary. They're gonna go there. They're gonna run the ball. They're gonna get stopped. It's gonna be ugly early. 
it's going to be ugly early and often. I can see this guy running for like maybe 180 yards. We're going to get blown out 41 to what 10 again because they're not going to they're going to be so passive and try to throw bubble screens and run that we're going to get behind early and the kids are going to put their heads down and it's over. Every time they're on the road, go back to the Kansas State game. Go back to Notre Dame. Go back to all these big games on the road. It always happens. They fall behind early, and it's over. You can't do that. All right, we'll give Every them a call, year. Next, we'll call next week, and let's see where they're at after the Nebraska game. All right, thank we're you. Gonna know, we're going to know so much more after Saturday. Can you, can you keep me on hold, please? Thanks. You got it. All right, final call of the night. Let's go to the 202, where you're now live on Team Sport Live. How you doing? Are you with us? All right, uh, too late. Let's go to the 951, where you're now live on GameSport Live. What's going on, Gary? I got to be the last. Good, doing good. Man. Great show. Great yeah, show. I get fired show, up by, the, by the, this fan base, man. We got, It's a great fan base. Yeah, we have a great fan base, man. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of different opinions, man. I don't, know, I don't like all the negativity. Or, you know, you got to give our team a chance. They haven't played yet. He's been getting blowed out. You know, just not used to this coming from Kane. You know, it's like I, I feel like we could play with anybody still. You know, just got to get it together. There's still a lot of mental mistakes out there, you know, that I think they need to clean up. And we'll be all right, man. You know, just give the guy a chance. I don't agree with the, the banner being flown around. You know, I don't think a lot of people realize, man, this is guy, this guy's job, his family, you know, people around. That's embarrassing to this guy, man. You know, still, I would just like somebody to fly a banner around your job to fire you if you make a mistake. But, you know, it's just. It, 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 it's not a decision for fans to try to dictate, you know, what should happen to someone's job. But let the administration deal with that, and we just continue to be fans all the while, you know, our team. That, that's just my opinion, you know. It's like I, I don't agree with a lot of stuff that's going on down there. I don't like the 3-4 the defense. You know, I wish we would just stay with the 4-3 like we've been accustomed to for years. But, hey, you know, that's his philosophy. Let them, let them run with it, you know. But all the negativity – uh, I could do it out, you know. But I do love our passion, though, the fan base. So that's pretty much all I got to say. <laughs> all right, man. Well, hey, thank, th- thank you for being part of the show. We appreciate it. No problem. Well, that concludes it for uh, what I would term a pretty animated and feisty Tuesday night. Um, one thing's pretty clear, I-, I think, and the Kane Nation is looking to see something on Saturday night. And you know, Everyone's got different opinions. Some people think it's going to be a blowout for Nebraska. Um, some people think that if it is, everybody should be fired in the Hecht Athletic Center. Um, other people are, are, are willing to wait and see how the game develops, but I don't think that there's any question that people are looking for the Miami Hurricanes to be competitive on Saturday night and, and prove that when they play a decent football team and, and not a team that they're, overmatched, that they're overmatching, that they can be in the football game deep into the game and in the fourth quarter and, and put forth a representative effort for a Miami football team. And I think that win or lose, that's what people are looking for Saturday night. We'll be back next Tuesday night to dissect it and, and, and talk about it and reflect on it. And um, that, that should be an interesting show as well. So I want to thank everybody for participating tonight. Obviously, a lot of great calls. Uh, I want to thank Danny Vasquez for having, um, the, I guess, you know, the, the, the guts to, to come before everybody here on the show and hear the different opinions about what he's doing and the way he's put himself out there. And, 
you know, his plans to fly that banner. And uh, we'll see how that goes as the, as the season goes on. So, um, once again, thanks for being part of the show, everybody, and we'll see you next week.